It's time for the Crash Report. Available on all podcast platforms. The Crash Report starts now. Yo, what's happening? It's the Crash Report. I am Crash, Logan, whatever the hell you want to call me. And I'm here with uh, Trent, the coral creature. Trent, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, Logan? Glad to be here, man. Yes, it's been a uh, very long time. We used to do this show years ago. For yeah. A long, yeah, we did way before I even knew you. We did this for a very long time. Yeah, that's what you told me, man. But I never got to experience it because oh, I didn't meet you till after. That's for the best. It was a... Um, <laughs> Oh my God! What a shit show! It was bad. It was so. It was a mess. We had there was no production into it. There was we had this little uh, snowball mic. It was only one mic, mm-hmm. so we would all sit around a table. We had a mic in the middle, and we went live. So um, it was all of us talking to a mic, but we were live, and the internet sucked. So mm-hmm. we would always cut out. So we'd have we'd have to turn an episode into part one, two, three, whatever. <laughs> and it was it was a mess, and uh, I was a hot mess. It took me a very long time to figure my life out, my own stuff. So, but here we are now. We have a very good production, I think, for a uh, new podcast. This is a decent production. Yeah, I mean, you impressed me with everything you told me about what you want to do with the setup. I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's cool. Um, yeah, I'm glad to be doing this, and then. When you started your YouTube channel, you can uh, check out Trent's YouTube channel, The Coral Creature. I think that's K-O-R-L, though, right? Yeah, it's K-O-R-L, correct. If you want to watch a guy freak out over uh, backyard sports, like a fucking five-year-old. Yeah, the old uh, kids game, the old kids computer games, backyard sports, baseball, football, soccer, hockey. I got them all. I've never seen somebody get so pissed over a kids (laughs) game before, ever. Well, you know, man, when I play the game, you know, you got to, I've become the character. I've become the coach, you know, and I take that shit seriously. What is it? Coach Creature, right? (laughs) Yeah, Coach Creature. I, uh, but what made you want to start playing the backyard sports? I mean, it is an interesting concept because I'm not one of those guys that watches people play games on YouTube all the time, but I feel like uh, most people probably aren't playing that. They're probably playing COD or Rocket League or something like that right well that's kind of what I wanted to start out with was like I didn't really have backyard sports in mind but that's kind of how the path I just decided to choose once I started like it was like okay yeah I want to do COD I want to do Rocket League I want to do this I want to do that but it's like I looked at the backyard sports and there's only one big YouTuber doing it and his name is Chiz Plays that's so he gets a free plug on here too but is that the guy I remember recently a guy commented on your videos and was like oh this uh, you're, you know, a ripoff of, is that the guy that he was talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, cause, yeah, that's the guy that he was talking about. And I think as long as, long as I do backyard sports, I'm always going to get the comparison to him, but I've told him straight up because, you know, I'm in his Discord. I talk to him all the time. He's an influence to me, man. It's like, just like in music, you see bands influences. So you're going to see the influence that I have with Chiz and how he makes the videos and how he edits well, and, them. And, and people don't understand that. I mean, I can't tell you how many different people, like on the radio, I've heard, and somebody's always, inevitably, it's always, oh my God, this guy's a fucking Howard Stern ripoff. <laughs> well, how do you not, I mean, how do you not rip off somebody that 
started it. I mean, you know what I mean? You're always, it's, it's like, um, uh, anything. I mean, if you know what I mean? Like if you take guns and roses, for example, okay. Any other hard rock band that sounded like that when you say, Oh, you're ripping off guns and Ro-, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people don't understand that there is influences. People just assume that if you are influenced by somebody, you're just, Oh, you know what? Let me just rip this guy off. I can do that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you mean, man. It's like a good, I always make the comparison of, and it's not a bad thing, but I always compare the band airborne to ACDC. Yeah, exactly. That's the best one. Yes. It's like, yeah, they're super similar, but airborne does have their own style and thing going for them at the same time. You ever seen that? Uh, you ever seen that band airborne? Yes. They are one of my favorite bands, but I've never seen them live. I seen them probably six, seven years ago. And a sweaty little shithole nightclub in Columbus. Hmm. And I got to tell you, I mean, I got goosebumps. It was it was unbelievable. Oh, I bet. I mean, it was one of the most high-energy shows I've ever seen. That band just fucking rips. I don't understand it, man. Are they just not popular in the U.S.? Because they seem to be big everywhere else. They don't tour well, the I U.S. too much, though. I think they're playing some of the bigger festivals over here next year. Yeah, that's what I heard. But, uh, well, assuming, uh, you know, COVID pending, we'll see what happens. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is the crash report and, uh, I think we're going to, we're going to drop new episodes every week, uh, me and, and, uh, and Trent and, uh, you know, we kind of have, we're going to have guests every episode. The interviews are pre-recorded. Uh, and I tell you what, man, so I've done a few of these interviews. Uh, this episode, uh, sticks it in you from steel Panther. Uh, we'll be on, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I fucking hate doing these zoom calls. I, I really hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Why it's, do you hate it? Well, you know, it's cool because I, I think, um, you know, with the pandemic, I think a lot, a lot more people are willing to do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I hate it because there's like today I, I did one um, for another episode and, you know, the guy's phone kept ringing, people kept calling him. So it cuts out the video mm-hmm. when, when they call. And the internet inevitably always cuts out while you're on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. I mean, towards the end of the one I did today, he's uh, he's talking and you can hear the audio, but he's like frozen on screen. And it's just like, it's it's a buzzkill. It's, it's a fucking buzzkill. That's all I can say. Um, so I'm very excited for when this pandemic is over. Hopefully we could do some in-person interviews. And, and I also think that conversation in general, is better in person. That's why we could have done this podcast on Zoom. Yeah, we could have, but what's the fun in that? Well, there's yeah, there's no fun in that. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, like I said, conversation is better, and I think you can talk more. You can have, you know, I mean, you can just talk about more things mm-hmm. because you, uh, you know, you kind of get in that vibe when you're right next to somebody. Yeah, it's like there's a whole different sort of energy when you're in person compared to when you're just on the computer together. Well, right. And, you know, I did uh, one of the other interviews, and I think it'll be on the next episode. Uh, I mean, it took 20 fucking minutes to get the thing moving because uh, we had all these technical difficulties. And that's also another buzzkill, you know. It's like, you know, you get in the mood, you get on the call, you're, you're ready to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like just issue after issue after issue. And you're like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, technology is a blessing, but at the same time, it's a fucking pain in the ass, dude. It really is. So, but yeah, so we're going to try to have a a guest most of the time. Um, Probably not every episode, but most episodes will have a guest. And for the time being, 
uh, you know, I have a, a day job in the music industry. So, I, you know, for the time being, it'll be mostly uh, rock and metal bands because that's kind of the avenue that I'm in and the, the people that I have easy access to. But as we move the show along, I do plan on, on going after, uh, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, actors or, or comedians or, you know, uh, porno stars, of course. Yeah, you never know here. Yes. So, you know, lo- lots of things. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe we'll even, you know, get a little crazy with it and, and try to bring in some some YouTubers or, you know, whatever. And, and we're just here to have fun. This is not a, you know, if you're, uh, obviously you're new to the show, but this is not like uh, most podcasters really know underlying theme here. This is not like a music show or something like that. This is really just... Uh, Shooting the shit and having a good time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Speaking of music, by the way, it's been, uh, I think it's been two years now since we met met each other. Yes, I think a uh, little over two years, almost to the day. I think it was November mm-hmm. 2018. Yes, we met at a Doyle show, right? Was it Doyle? Yeah, out of any show, it was Doyle. Doyle yeah. from the Mississippi. And I, 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 don't, I wasn't even going to go to the show. Man, I almost didn't walk into the show. I pulled into the parking lot and I felt sick as fuck. Why? I, I couldn't tell you what, if it was something I ate or something, but I sat in my car for good, like 20 minutes trying to push myself to go in there. And I'm glad I did. Cause if I didn't, who knows if we would be sitting here right now. Yes. Changing know? the podcast world, flipping it up on its, uh, flipping <laughs> it upside down, changing the world. If we didn't, uh, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't go to that show. Now, I, I don't know why I didn't go to the show. I, I have nothing against Doyle, but I would not say that I am a diehard Doyle fan or a diehard Misfits fan. I mean, I like the Misfits, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, typically I, I don't even go to shows anymore unless it's uh, something for, you know, work-related. Uh, I don't really go to shows anymore. I'm not I'm not like one of those guys like you who can – I think you could probably go to a show every day of the week. Oh, yeah. I've done it. I've done that before. Oh, I've done it before. Every day of the week. Back in the day, yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you and, and uh, of course, uh, our pal Dick Dick, who <laughs> maybe will make an appearance on this show at some point. You, you never know. I was, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, man, I'm sure he'll show up on the show at some point. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, that guy is, he doesn't, uh, he gets all weird if he uh, has to be on camera or anything like that. So, I don't know if we could convince him to to be here but all well all i would have to do is say hey dick i'm interviewing so-and-so and he would be like uh oh shit like i'll, I'll show up for that because he'll want to get a glimpse of whoever it is then he'll ask you at some point can you get him to send me a guitar pick <laughs> oh yeah of course i you know i got a buddy uh who tours for a living and he has been busting this guy's balls uh oh, he's like oh logan you got to get your buddy to send me uh, these guitar picks and these laminates and this and that. So we go to, uh, uh, we went to an Opeth show, I think it was in February, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Dick uh, pulls out his wallet. He goes up to my buddy. My buddy was uh, working for uh, the support band Graveyard. And he whoops out all these fucking uh, Christie's Cabaret uh, cards. Okay, okay, like uh, you know, like uh, free entry cards or whatever. Right. Okay, I don't know why he had so many. I'm talking like twenty of these fucking things. It doesn't surprise me though. At the same time that he has all of these, uh, no, it doesn't surprise me. But I'm just like, uh, how do you acquire all these? But he gives them to to my buddy, and he goes, "Hey, here, 
you know, I'll give you these, you know, in exchange for, for some guitar picks mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and whatever from, from these various tours that you've been on. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, I needless to say, I don't think he has the, uh, the, the merch yet, but he's very, uh, that guy loves merch. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know any other person that has as many like picks and laminates and all this stuff that he has. No. And, and he's like one of those, uh, people on like black Friday, like, you know, especially back in the day, you know, you hear stories of people fighting over, you know, whatever the deal was that year. Yeah. I mean, that's how Dick is these fucking, you know, there's somebody throws a guitar pick and he's like, I got to get this fucking thing. Yeah. He's ready to throw elbows. Like, Nope. Oh, I'm yes. That. <laughs> yes. So he, he takes it very seriously. But I would like to get him on the show. I think uh, I think everybody listening would find him very um, interesting. He's a very interesting guy. He's a great guy. I love the guy. I really do. Oh, yeah. Same. I love him. But he, he's a character. Uh, he's a he's, he But he fits in very well with uh, myself and uh, Coral Creature over there. Yeah, I think that's why he would do good on the show at some point. You know, hopefully he doesn't get camera shy and just crank himself up to 11. It's like, okay, man, you're perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he only lives right around the corner, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just a hop, skip, and a jump away. I'm sure I'll get a call or a text from him or, or you saying, man, he's, you know, you should have brought that Buck Cherry vinyl that you owe me, that signed vinyl you said you were going to oh, give me. Did, did you give that to him yet? No. <laughs> no. Um, How often am I out here? <laughs> what, was the, what was the deal? You were going to give him a... Motionless and White set list or something? He was going to give me the Motionless and White oh, set list. Oh, that's right. And you were going to give him the Buck Cherry album. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, so Trent and I both, uh, we are both gamers. Uh, and I, yep. we both, probably much to the, to the chagrin of people listening, we both were able to secure PS5s on day one, Yep. which is a, uh, uh, I see a lot of people online complaining about how they they could not get one. Oh yeah it's non-stop that's you see it every day on the internet but i'll, I'll tell you what i i i i love the this console I, I think it's great and it does feel a lot better than the ps4 but what i will say is i feel like it wasn't quite ready okay i would say that's probably fair i i think uh i, I think they should have waited a little bit and kind of fine-tune it a little more because uh, I, I personally haven't had too many issues, um, especially none of the, I mean, it hasn't crashed or anything like that, but mm-hmm. every day I feel like I'm seeing reports of people's PS5s just taking a shit on them. I, I see those reports, man, but you also got to remember it's like these, it seems like there's hundreds of thousands or a million consoles out there, and these are probably like maybe a thousand to two thousand people's consoles having issues. So you don't really know how big these issues are yet. Yeah, but I, I just, uh, you know, and I don't know if this is really the console or the games, but like Call of Duty, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a big campaign guy. Everybody's like, oh, fuck the campaigns. I don't even have it installed. I'm just playing <laughs> multiplayer. I like to play the campaigns, and especially on the PS5, I'm telling you, it is amazing uh, playing a first-person shooter on the PS5 with the with the DualSense controller. It it is amazing. Oh yeah, I mean, not we don't. It's like I'm not even that hyped about like the graphics. Like yeah, the graphics look great on the PS5, but that haptic feedback and the triggers, man, it's a whole game changer. That is opinion. the selling point of the PS5. Without that and the very quick loading times. But back to what I was saying, there's a one of the early missions in the campaign. It keeps uh, crashing. Really, uh, I can't even finish the mission because it just it'll just crash. So, you know, and I've had that happen in other games too, since I've got it. So, 
you know, I, I don't, I don't really know. I'm not an expert when it comes to games and consoles and everything, but this one just feels like it needed a little bit more time. Uh, but needless to say, we did, uh, we did both get one, which is more than a lot of people can say because, uh, I've been seeing a lot lately of people, I, I think mostly from Amazon, they are, you know, they're ordering the PS fives. They show up at their door and they open the box and it's fucking cat food or, I don't know, a toaster oven or something. Yeah, it's like, what kind of fucking bad prank is this? Like, it's like, that's not, this ain't funny, man. Where's my, where's my PlayStation? People get serious about their consoles. Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, I can't even imagine I mean, the day it was uh, on the release day. I was so excited all day long. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't, can't fucking wait. And I, I could not imagine opening the box and it's something totally different. Oh dude. It's like, yeah, somebody better be recording my face. Cause I, you ain't making that face too often. You're going to be in complete shock and full frustration mode saying that. I think Amazon is like opening investigations into it, but uh, Man, <laughs> it's just it's, fucking crazy. But it, it's, you know, it's probably these fucking resellers. Uh, you know, there's, it's probably probably the Amazon workers in on some little fucking rescale, reselling scam because, I mean, you've seen these things on eBay, I'm sure, going mm-hmm. for like two grand. I think some have probably went for more than that. I thought I saw the average right now at like $985 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's kind of been the average across the board since they dropped. But, I mean, some people I think are certainly getting more. I, now, i seen one article that said something about like 30 grand or something. It's like, yeah, fucking right. Anybody that would pay 30 Gs for a PS5 because they can't wait. Yeah, yeah, right. Something's just wrong with them mentally. Like, who? No, you should, nobody ever should pay $30,000 yeah, no, for that. Fucking whack jobs, I'm telling you. I don't, that's, <laughs> I don't even think that was a... A real thing. I, I think the article it was it had to be clickbait. It's like I don't care if I'm a billionaire. I'm not going to give you thirty thousand dollars for the console. Uh, and you know, I, I do. Uh, as you know, I, I do resell on eBay a little bit. Mm-hmm. I sell a lot of like video games and toys and shit. But I, I, uh, you know, I can uh, now that I do it, especially I can understand the hustle a little bit. And it, you know, it is weird because uh, I started uh, reselling because of the pandemic. I got so fucking bored. I was like, I got to find something to do. So, you know, but a lot of times if you tell somebody, oh, yeah, I sell on, on uh, eBay, you know, they won't say it to your face, but in their mind, they're like, okay, you fucking loser. But <laughs> what people don't realize is that it is a lot of work um, and it is a financial risk because, you know, suddenly when you're reselling $5 becomes like a lot of money. You're like, oh, my God, I got to pay $5 for this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I could, but I can appreciate and understand the hustle. But I, I don't think it's, uh, I, I think it is a little shady to um, be flipping things like, like the PS5s, not, maybe not, maybe shady is not the right word, because I, I just think it's, it's um, I don't know, it's one of those things where everybody wants one, it's hard to, it's hard to get, they're hard to come by. And, you know, I can kind of see it from both angles, like, let me capitalize on this, but also you know, somebody else really fucking wanted this and now you're ripping them off for double the price. Right. I, I feel the same way, man. It's like kind of one of those things where it's like, I, I totally understand making a profit, all of this, you know, and all that, but it's like, it's, you got to have a heart at some point, man. It's like the gaming world is so passionate about this. It's like, why not just let them have their consoles? Why you got to go try to sell it for double the money, man? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, I remember, um, I think it was over the summer and uh, HBO had pulled Gone with the Wind off of their 
you couldn't stream it anymore because I, I I've never seen the movie personally, but I, I guess there's some some race issues in it or something. I don't know. But there for a while, Gone with the Wind was selling for quite a bit of money on eBay. And then um, they, uh, there was a whole like Dukes of Hazard con- uh, controversy because um, of the, the uh, Confederate flag on the top of the car. Right. And the complete series box set, um, I think you could get it. It was like 70 bucks at Walmart. But Walmart, I believe, was pulling them off the shelves but if you could track one down, they were going, I think some of them were going for upwards of $400. Wow. You're three to $400. So I would see guys and these resale groups online, you know, they, they got lucky and found like five or six of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they spent, you know, $400 or whatever to flip them and make this huge profit. But then a, a buddy of mine that resells, he ended up finding one or two of them and he couldn't even fucking sell it. So these, a lot of these trends last, you know, they don't last very long at all. They just, you know, go like the gone with the wind now, I think is whatever it is retail. Like nobody gives a shit anymore. Right. You know, but obviously the PS fives on eBay, they will probably, I mean, they're going to be very hard to come by probably well until well after Christmas. I would say probably until at least March. Then that's finally when it's going to become like a regular thing. You can finally start finding them in stores and stuff like that. That's my guess. Yeah, I just, so until then, I guess, unless you want to cough up a thousand bucks or more, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I guess you're shit out of luck. I just, I could never imagine paying a thousand dollars for a fucking gaming console. Oh, never in my life would I feel like, at that price, I might as well just get a nice, like really nice gaming PC. Yeah, well, when the PS3s came out, though, I think those fuckers were like $600 or something. Yeah, I mean, I think, but PlayStation shot themselves in the foot with that. They shouldn't have never made that thing 600 bucks. No, and that was a, uh, to me, I always thought that was a very rough console. Mm-hmm, definitely was. <laughs> uh, so, Trent, you got a girlfriend? Nah, I'm single. I remember <laughs> every time I talk to you, uh, I feel like you're always talking to a new girl. And I'll tell you what's very interesting to me. Oh, yeah? I am on, uh, like, Facebook, the Facebook dating. I've tried that out. Yeah, you're welcome. I put you on that one. Yes, you did put me on that. And I'll tell you what's interesting is some of these girls that I match with, mm-hmm. a, a vast majority of them, I have a uh, mutual friend in common with them. Can you guess who that mutual friend would be? My guess is probably going to be me. Yes, Yes. So why is it that, that all these random, and they're not girls, I, they're not girls that live up, up, up your way. These are girls all over the place. Uh, well, you know, part of it is probably has to do with emo night, but another thing is I probably look at it as, uh, I mean, do you really think you really think that a, a lot of these girls are going to your emo nights? Trent does, no. uh, Trent does emo nights up here. Uh, we we're in Ohio and there's a spot in Kent, Ohio, that uh, Trent does these emo nights. He was doing them monthly, but obviously with the pandemic, that hasn't happened for a long time. But I mean, you know, just being on Facebook, you know, if I see someone that comes across and it's like, okay, they have that emo style. Like, just if, if I see it's like, <laughs> I might send them a friend request, you know, I might talk to them for a second. You know, it's like if they want, if they see my emo night and they want to come, like, okay, great. But at the same time, I think another reason why there's so many girls on my, on my stuff is because of OnlyFans. You have an OnlyFans account? I don't have an OnlyFans, but I think all these girls send out millions or thousands of friend requests just to, for advertising their OnlyFans. But have you ever been on OnlyFans? I have not. Never. 
Nope. I mean, I've, I've seen like people go, so it's like, oh, I wonder how much they're charging. I see their price. I'm like, ha, I ain't giving you that much a month. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can just go to these porno sites for free. I know. That's that's the problem with that site. It's like, man, I think a lot of us still have that mindset. It's like, Pornhub's free. The internet's so free. It's like, why am I paying you, girl? <laughs> now, I, you know, I, I could be wrong here. I mean, I, I don't have it only fans. Uh, I'm sure I, I probably could because... I, I, I'm sure there is some sort of crippled fetish out there. I oh, can yeah, guarantee yeah. it. Oh, yeah. People want to see the Cripcock, man. Yes, they want to see the Cripcock. So <laughs> watch out for me uh, coming to OnlyFans uh, very soon for yeah. the for the low price of nineteen ninety nine a month. Man, um, if this gets big enough, I'll even do an OnlyFans. <laughs> Fuck it. No, it's, it, I mean, yeah, well, the, I, I think there is a fetish for everything. I mean, of course. But now... Uh, I don't, I guess I, I just, I don't understand. Um, to me, it would be, uh, and I am going to contradict myself here in a moment, but it would be extremely weird to know a girl, like be friends with a girl mm-hmm. who has an OnlyFans, and, but you're just like, not like uh, best friends or not even as close as you and I are. I'm talking more like acquaintances almost. Mm-hmm. You know, where maybe you talk every once in a while, but you don't really know each other. And then you go and subscribe to their OnlyFans, and they're going to see that. And, uh, you know, I guess if they're, you know, if, if money is coming in, I guess who fucking cares? But sure, I would just be nervous. My, I mean, I, I would be nervous. My question is on OnlyFans, is it my name that comes up to them, or do I have, like, an account name or, or where it would well, say, like, Creature? You well, know? and this is where <laughs> that would be fun. That is <laughs> Fucking creepy. I mean, a girl goes on OnlyFans, posts a tip pick, and it's liked by the creature. I mean, that just, that to me, if I was a woman, that would make me incredibly uncomfortable. I guess it depends on what kind of woman you are. <laughs> the creature liked your photo. Oh, my God. That'd be so weird. <laughs> Dude, I'm uh, sure there's a million worse things girls have experienced other than something like that. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> OnlyFans has to be a greeting, uh, breeding ground for fucking perverts. It has to be. I mean, they have to expect to walking into that, though. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Well, it's just, it's like anything. I mean, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. When we decided to do this podcast and we we're going to do video, uh, you know, uh, if you don't know me, I am, I, you know, I, I crippled. I have a thing called arthrogryposis. So I'm missing um, muscles below my knees. And uh, I don't have it. I don't know if it's biceps or triceps or something. I don't know. Maybe it's both. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm missing one or both. And my hands are fucked up. But I'll tell you, I was a little nervous to get on camera because the internet, you know, the internet's like the fucking Wild West. I mean, anything goes. There's no fucking rules. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but uh, you know, same thing with OnlyFans. You, you have to be comfortable with yourself. And to me, the only way to feel comfortable with yourself is to just, you put it out there. You know what I mean? You, you just fucking put it out there because you are who you are. You got to fucking live with it. Mm-hmm. So you just go out there. But now going back to the OnlyFans thing, the, I, I did have an OnlyFans account. Not, I was not posting stuff. I had a, a, uh, I have a friend who had an, she had an OnlyFans. And, you know, we'd been friends for, for years. And every, t- <laughs> every time I would start dating somebody, mm-hmm. I would ghost her. You know, be like, <laughs> ah, you know. Because, uh, I don't know, she would make girls uncomfortable or I, what I don't fucking know. But anyways, so, um, well, and I, you know, I, yeah, I guess I have flirted with her in the past or whatever. So I, I could see where, why there was problems. Sure. 
But anyways, she had an OnlyFans, and I was like, well, maybe I'll subscribe to this OnlyFans uh, to, as a way to, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know, uh, pay her. You know what I mean? Just, I guess, a reimbursement for being a shitty friend, I guess. <laughs> That's one way to pay a person back. <laughs> but, oh, my God, I hated every second of it. I hated every second of it. It made me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the most awkward thing. And so uh, I ended up deleting it, and I could never do it. It made me so uncomfortable. What was it like? What was it about it that made you so uncomfortable? It's the you know, it's the same concept as I guess going out. If you see a girl and you're like, oh, I should ask this girl out, Mm -hmm. but it it would be like a girl that you would maybe see regularly. I don't know, maybe she works at the gas station or a drive-through or store or something. Okay. You know, you wouldn't want to embarrass yourself like that because it's not going to be the one and only time you see them. Mm-hmm. you're going to go back in there eventually and you'll see that. And then to me, always in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh my God, like uh, I, don't know, I don't know how I can live with the resentment. You know, I, you know, if she, <laughs> assuming she turned you down. Yeah. It was similar to that. I just, I don't know. I felt weird. I felt gross. Like I felt just creepy, you know, and maybe it's cause it's cause I have a kid now. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I used to, uh, going back to our, our pal Dick Dick, I used to go to strip clubs with him back in the day, and it was a great time. But I was, you know, in my, you know, I don't sneaking into these strip clubs. I was underage, and I would go with him when I was like twenty one and stuff too. And it's cool when you're young and dumb, you know, you're immature and whatever. It's like, oh my god, this is so great. Mm-hmm. But ever since I had a kid, I, I just can't, I, I can't do shit like that. It makes me feel weird. I, I don't know why. Oh man, I, for some reason, I never went to a strip club ever. Well, they're really not that great. It's, you know, it's, it's, I just feel like there's a million other things I'd rather spend my money on. Like I support, you know, I support that industry. It's like, yeah, girl, if you want to go strip, do your thing. I'll support you. But it's like, like, I, I want to spend my money on something more relevant, something more tangible. Yeah, exactly. Something that will last me a little bit longer. Right. I don't want to just throw money away just for a tease. <laughs> right. Know? Well, and it's great, you know, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but you know, here's the thing. When I was, before I had a kid, I was just a, a fucking mess, man. I mean, uh, I had no clue what I was doing in my life. I was just a, a huge asshole at all all sorts of problems. And then I had a kid, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it just totally changed me. Yeah, kids will do that to you, man. Well, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you see a good-looking girl, it's still like, oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I guess I just uh, I, I feel weird going to strip clubs now. And, and it really is a, a, just, just pissing money away. It really is. Man, it would probably even worse if, you, uh, if it was a daughter that you had. It's a good thing you have a son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah. No way. I, 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 yeah, that would be very hard if I had a daughter and she ended up like, but if she ended up being a stripper, like, you know. You better be the best years. damn stripper out there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I couldn't even say that to her. Be like, we better go out there and fucking hustle, girl. <laughs> I could not do that. I would uh, no. I oh my god. Now, if I was eighteen or whatever, but I had a much different attitude and outlook on life. Uh, I, I'm I'm 25 now. I think we all had a different outlook on life back then. Yeah, it just it took me a, a very long time to uh, mature, and I I don't know if uh, it, it's weird um, because you know when I was in high school. I had friends, but they're the same friends that I hang out with now, and it was only a select few. And but you know when I when I got older, uh, when I got out of high school rather, and I got into the music scene, I you know met a lot more like like minded people. Mm-hmm. But that's when we did this show um, back then, and 
I don't know. I had this very bad complex, um, just that I was, I was, you know, above everybody and this and that. So I, I'm sure there, there's probably plenty of people out there that, uh, if you said my name, they're probably like, Oh, fuck that guy. But I have, but that, you know, that was me uh, years ago. I haven't talked to so many of these people since then. I mean, Logan, you got to remember, you're still a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> yes. Well, not completely, yes. but a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I was just, uh, I, yeah, I was just a mess, but I, I did, I have lost the, the ego. I had this just out of control ego and oh my God, it was, it was horrible. So that has went away, but yes, I guess my inner asshole, well, that didn't sound quite right, but my inner douchebag. <laughs> As, as uh, you know, I guess it's it's still somewhat there. You know? I mean, I don't think it'll ever fully go away. I What's think it's just, it's just part of your special charm, man. It's part of your personality. I don't think it'll fully go away ever. No, but uh, but you know, it's it's okay if you if you have certain things about you. But you know, mm-hmm. the way I was acting years ago was is. Oh my god, what a mess! So uh, it, if if you were that big of an asshole, I probably wouldn't be your friend. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough, but you know, but that's the thing, man. I mean, you know, people got to realize. I mean, you know, we're all different when we're eighteen to twenty one, twenty two, whatever. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, we all grow up a little bit at some point. At least I would hope. I know. Oh yes, of course. I, I know. I know. I've my mindset's changed since I was eighteen. You know, it's like I'm definitely not that same person. Yeah, and same here, and I I think that's the same for most people, and I and I think people grow their entire lives. I mean, I I know guys that uh, are older and much older, you know, like middle aged men that you know five ten years ago or whatever they were one way, and now they're just totally different, you know. So people change, and and you know it is what it is. Uh, but while we're on the topic of uh, OnlyFans and and sex. And all that fun stuff. Uh, we will get to the interview with uh, Sticks It In Ya from Steel Panther. And I'll tell you right now, I, I'm most people are probably familiar with Steel Panther. But uh, Trent, I don't think you're that familiar, though, are you? I'm really not, man. No, I mean, it's a good thing I'm in the rock and metal world. So it's like, yeah, I've seen their name all over the place at some point, but I've never fully dove into them. I don't really know that all that much about them. You know, a lot of people, uh, I think, and I, and, and I think we kind of get into this a little bit in, in, in the uh, interview. I, full transparency, I did the interview a couple weeks ago, so I, I, don't, uh, I don't quite remember uh, everything we talked about. I, you know, the goal for the show is we're going we're gonna, to uh, have a new episode every week, but I want to do the interviews as close to the episode air date as possible. Uh, but with that being said, the first few episodes, I, I mean, I already got three interviews in the can and I wanted to get those done just because we're still, um, I'm still learning everything. We're still, you know, learning everything and, and, and figuring out, uh, how everything is going to work. So I wanted to have a good, uh, you know, I didn't want to do the interview the day before the show and then something goes wrong or gets fucked up and it's like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and plus steel Panther was hitting the road. They're actually playing some live shows. Yeah. That's exciting um, news. So he, yeah, he was out. Uh, we did, we just did it when he had some time, but anyways, you know, a lot of people think from j- just the, the content of their songs. And I will say, I mean, if you look at some of the names of their songs, it's, it's, it would, for the average person, it would be easy to write that band off. I mean, you know, we're talking songs like, Gang bang at the old folks' home, and uh, 
Just from, know, just from the titles alone, they sound perfect for our show. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, you know, Fat Girl, Weenie Ride, uh, you know, all sorts of shit. Uh, the Shocker, of course, we all know what The Shocker is. Trent, you know what The Shocker is, yes? The Shocker? The Shocker. Uh, you lost me there. <laughs> oh, what, what do you mean? You lost me. You don't know what The Shocker is? No. <laughs> it's uh, two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's that's one of their classic songs. But So I, I can understand from song titles like that. It's uh, easy to maybe write that band off. But uh, th- that band is so talented uh, when it comes to, to musically and, and the vocals. I mean, everything is, uh, they're better than a lot of other bands that may take their songs a little bit more seriously. I think that's the problem and why I've never dove into them. I always looked at them as kind of like a, as, as like a spinal tap, like a little bit of a joke, like, like not to say that that's all that they are, but it's like I just I like there's there's that lack of seriousness that never pushed me to go listen to them. I guess. Well, I'll tell you, when you see them live, uh, it is just it's it's a party because they're you know they're bringing girls up on stage, and they're uh, I mean there's so many videos on YouTube where they'll bring some fucking kid ten year old up on stage. Um, I, there was one video that went pretty viral. Um, the kid was like holding a, a sign that said, let me, uh, uh, guitar battle satchel their guitar player. Hmm. So they brought him up and, and this kid just like fucking ribs. Wow. And so they do stuff like that all the time. And, uh, obviously they were, they were gracious enough to, uh, come onto this show, the very first episode, you know? So, uh, but yeah, the band really is great. Uh, you know, if you haven't checked them out, it really is is worth uh, a listen. Especially, you know, it's one of those things. Man, I went through breakups before, or whatever, and you know, you're feeling all down and shitty, and you're like, let me just you know, let me just listen to to Gang Bang at the Old Folks Home, and I'll feel all better. <laughs> yeah, fuck the sad music. No, you just want some party music. I guess. Exactly. It just it, it's one of those things, man. It's it's hard to listen to without at least putting a smile on your face. Even and I, I've you know. I, I think my mother, my mother hates that band, but you know, she'll, she gets so cringy, but she even giggles a little bit cause, cause she knows it's funny. You know, I think that's a band that, uh, every mother would hate their son to listen to. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I was at the store with my mom when I was a kid and, and she bought me their first album and it's called field of steel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, we put it in, in the car and the first song was, uh, death to all but metal. Trent, do you know that song? I do not. I think the, uh, God, I haven't heard it in so long. I think like the, the first line of the song is like, fuck the goo goo dolls. They can suck my balls or something. (laughs) And my mom was like, that's it. Turning it off. (laughs) That's Uh, great. uh, That was it. So yeah. Uh, but no, uh, that's how, you know, though, when you're about to love a band. (laughs) Yes. If the, if the parents hate it. Yeah, that's how you. That's the first sign that this is a great band. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we will uh, we'll get to the interview with Sticks It In You uh, from Steel Panther uh, right here. If you're listening to the show on a podcast, you can also watch the show on YouTube, and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube and you got to go somewhere, you can listen to the show on Apple, Spotify, uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, and I'm sure. As time goes on, if we're, if you really like the show and we're not on some random ass platform that you've listened to, you know, maybe we'll, we'll work on getting there. But I, I, I do believe we will be on all the 
major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So, all right, we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show to keep these guys from having to get real jobs. Back now to the motherfucking Crash Report. All right, we are back right here on the Crash Report with the drummer of the greatest heavy metal band in the world, the best drummer in that band, as they like to say. Sticks it in you. What's going on, man? Logan, how are you, bro? I, uh, I, I'm really excited. I thought you were not going to inter- introduce me as the best drummer in the band. I was, I was a little concerned, but you totally pulled it off at the last second. Hey, well, uh, you know, of course, I uh, tried to come prepared. Oh, and prepared you are. So, uh, you guys have uh, a couple live streams coming up this month, uh, December 5th, Saturday, December 5th. I think it's uh, Gobblefest, correct? Gobblefest, yes, where goblins just not, not just for the holidays. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a uh, Thanksgiving theme since it's the uh, week following. Well, it's, you know, here's the thing. We were going to do, a th- we were contemplating doing a Thanksgiving day or a weekend show, and then we actually have shows that we're going to go do because we are one of the few bands out there working right now. Um, probably because I am up my agent's ass and I'm, you know, I'm like, dude, go find us work. And they're killing it. Uh, Chris Visconti, shout out to Chris and Ken from English UTA. Thank you guys. Um, but, uh, we were going to do that weekend, but we have shows. So then we push it to the weekend after and we're like, you know what? People eat a lot at Christmas and people eat a lot of Thanksgiving. So why not call it Gobble Fest? Not the turkey gobble, but just like I'm gobbling all the food. Sure. It's just a holiday, <laughs> season, you know, vibe show. That's what we're doing. Uh, and then you have another one, uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yes. Um, and I think uh, I think it's going to be called uh, Steel Panther Formal as Fuck. Formal as Fuck. Formal as fuck, because, you know, we, we want to we spice it up and dress it up for New Year's Eve. It's a classy holiday. And the way we feel is, you know, we're classy fucking guys. So we're going to be formal as fuck. So this will be after the New Year's one. That'll be what, like the fourth, li- fourth or fifth live stream you guys have done? Yeah. Fifth. So what do you guys do? Uh, you know, I, I caught the first one, I think, was uh, Rock Down and the Lockdown. Or, or no, it was to save the world. Concert to save the world. Concert right? to save the world, yes. So when you say what do we do, you mean specifically to differentiate? Them? Yeah, what do you do to, you know, to, to keep people coming back that may have already seen, you know, Rock, rock Down and Lockdown or Concert to save the world or whatever to keep them coming back and not see the same thing? I know you guys were... Uh, I, th- I think I, I've seen you say you like to call it uh, reverse SNL or something. Um, we yeah. do the skits and stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's just one of the things that we do that, you know, I feel like makes our, um, makes our live stream, oh, Satchel's calling me, uh, makes our live stream different than most bands. Um, you know, we film skits and we, we show, we show the skits. So that, when I say reverse SNL, you know, that's a sketch comedy show with music a couple times, but ours is a music concert with sketch, with some sketches every now and then. So we de- we film new new sketches and for each each live stream, we try to change the setup uh, a, a pretty good amount because, you know, most bands, uh, you know, they have their, their, their set list or whatever tour, their t- tour cycle they're on 
traditionally in bands, you are, you get, you do an album, you do a, what's called a tour cycle, as you know. Sure. Uh, but, but for the listener, um, you know, you go play songs, you go play a set list regularly from show to show to show. And with a live stream, it's a different animal. Cause if you do, if you do two live streams in three months, to your point, what's going to, why would somebody want to see a second live stream if they saw the first concert? Sure. If it's just going to be the same thing, that would be ridiculous. So it, for us, we, uh, we try to inter, you know, interchange the, the talking parts in between the songs, which is improv for us anyway, you know, mostly improv. And um, we never plan out what we're going to say. We do take careful consideration to what the set list is. And sometimes there's an audible. We also have get a different guests. So for the fifth, we have a couple special guests. We're locking them in right now. And I've already got two like grand slam guests for our new year's Eve uh, show that I don't want to say, cause I want to, I want to announce it like really big. Sure. Sure. Uh, but they're going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun show. Um, I can tell you that the guest that one of the guests that we have lined up for the fifth is a, a platinum selling 80s hair band rock and roll drummer so i will i will just let that simmer out there and uh well due to uh past events i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's probably not tommy lee you are correct it is not (laughs) tommy lee due to past events past events i think that tommy lee i don't think tommy lee would ever jam with us just a gut feeling I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, you know, look, he he's he's doing whatever he's doing, and and I say more power to him for whatever the fuck he's doing. But uh, well, he's so putting out uh, hip hop records. I, you know what? He put something out recently, right? Or is he? Yeah, yeah. I think in uh, August, I think he had a uh, a new record come out or something. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Uh, I, I haven't either. But I'll tell you what, you know, not to uh, venture too far off track here, but. You know, the new, uh, uh, obviously this is pre-recorded, but the new uh, ACDC record came out today, the day that we're recording this, November 13th. Have you heard it yet? I've only heard uh, the, you know, the snippets. I've heard the one song, uh, what is it, Hard as a Rock? Uh, Shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark. You know, hearts, interchange the words. Yeah, yeah. It sounds fucking amazing. And, little side note, uh, it sounds great. It makes me feel like I'm listening to Back in Black again. And that's what I want out of my ACDC. I don't want ACDC exploring new space sonically or songwriting wise. I go to ACDC for a certain thing. I think like probably most people. Sure, people absolutely. You want, you want to hear Back in Black. You want to hear Hell's Bells. You want to hear For Those About to... So when I heard that track, I was like, this just takes me right back to it. And I thought it was fucking great. Producer Brendan O'Brien, who I have golfed with a few times, one of the nicest cats I've ever golfed with, uh, and also obviously one of the most talented producers in music, he he captured the essence of ACDC, I think, in this record and did a crazy great job. Yeah, I listened to it uh, only one time uh, the whole way through uh, this morning, but to me, this is uh, their best album since uh, I think probably The Razor's Edge. Um, I thought that was a great album, but, um, you know, as far as like ball breaker and stiff upper lip and, and, you know, shit like that, it's not really my thing, but this one I I thought was, was, uh, very good. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with 
when we hear records, like when we hear records when we're 15 and 16 and 17 and 20, it affects you a certain way. And then when you get into your 20s, you get interested in other stuff and you hear music, it might affect you just, it may be as cool, but you're just in a different place. But then when a record like this comes out, it takes you, it, it took me back to when I was young, like a kid. And I was like, fuck, they, there's a, they, they just, they nailed it. It sounds great. Yeah, it, it really does. And it's good to see uh, Brian Johnson back in the fold. Absolutely. Uh, although, you know, I will say, uh, you know, a lot of people disagree, but I thought Axl Rose actually did a, a pretty good job, all things considered, when he was filling in for him. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think people just couldn't handle uh, anyone else. I mean, look, Axl Rose is arguably one of the premier voices in rock, bar none. Right? I agree. I agree. That. Or as a rock and roll singer, you're hard pressed to get, find someone. You won't find someone better, but you'll find someone different that you may like better. But as far as just raw ability and style and kill, he's just he's got the whole deal. So for him to fill in, those are huge shoes. But he made it his, and he fucking crushed it. I mean, he, you know, he did. He did a great job. He was fucking awesome. And that was yeah, a big time awesome. for him with the band with GNR reuniting, and then also doing the ACDC thing. I mean, that was. I mean, oh my God, what a time to be alive for him. You know, kudos to him because uh, he had a, you know, a, a well-documented reputation of being late on stage and, and, you know, going off on the crowd. But everything that I've seen and heard about how he handled himself with, with all of the successes and all the things happening at once, I mean, to your point, it's, that's a lot. And uh, I, he just... He's killing it at every stop. Absolutely. I mean, I seen them in, in Pittsburgh on the reunion tour, and, and uh, I think they came on like 15, 20 minutes early. So that was, you know, that was cool, you know. That is cool, man. That's important, like, especially to, to Steel Panther and, and a lot of bands that I know. Uh, when you go on late, barring a medical or real serious personal like you know if you have a death in your family and it's right before a show and you know and you need a minute to compose yourself or there's a physical thing and you can't that's one thing but if you're just going on late because you weren't fucking paying attention or you just weren't in the mood or for other reasons it's it's disrespectful to the fans who make it so we have the life that we have and we are able to do this well when it's not a fucking pandemic right 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 yeah um, well, back to uh, Steel Panther. So not only, uh, so you got the live streams, but I, it looks like you guys are doing uh, was it three live shows uh, in Florida. Four. Four. I've seen Orlando, St. Pete, and Fort Myers. So we are doing, actually, we're, <laughs> remember when I mentioned that we were on the tip of the gig sphere? Yeah. We're doing two shows next week, Nashville, Chattanooga. We're doing Cedar Rapids in Kansas City the next week. We're doing four shows in Florida in December and, uh, and two live streams between now and the end of the year. So we, uh, and we're gonna be releasing a new, uh, I don't wanna say what it is, but we're gonna be releasing a single, um, I think just after the live stream on the fifth, I think on the seventh, we're planning on dropping a song. 
Um, and I think it's going to resonate with everybody. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear it. I'm always in the mood for uh, some new Panther. It's, it's a redo of one of our songs, but we're reworking it to lyrically to where you, I think you're just going to listen to it go, yes, thank you, Steel Panther, for etching all of our feelings in, into stone because we all agree on this. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to hear it. Now, these shows that you're doing, these are like live in uh, at a venue, right? Not, I know you guys did previously some drive-in shows, but these are yep. actually at like an actual concert venue, uh, but yep. they're socially distanced, of course. Socially distanced shows, people are, uh, you know, ho hopefully the, the public adheres to the, to the rules. We are going to adhere to the rules and we encourage people to adhere to the rules so we can keep doing these things and hopefully more bands will get comfortable doing it and i know we're heading into a second wave but you know it's it's a real interesting weird time for for bands especially right now to do gigs right because we make our money doing gigs we pay our bills with that money from doing live gigs and we're not able to do live gigs since march 12th yeah so when we get criticized by, I've seen people on Twitter going, Steel Panther's killing people by doing shows, right? I've seen that line of thinking. Oh, of course. So two things I would say to that. One, no one's forcing anyone to go to a show. So we're not saying if, you're gonna, if you don't go to our show and catch Corona, we're going to kill you. That's not what we're <laughs> saying by any means. It's totally voluntary. You yeah. can come if you want. You don't have to. Secondly, a lot of the people who are criticizing bands and artists and comedians who are actually going out there and uh, doing their work in front of people that are gathering together, even though it might be socially distant, until that person criticizing wants to pay for the fucking mortgage or the rent or the health insurance or the groceries or the fucking gasoline they put in their car of the artists they're criticizing, they can fuck right off because we're all trying to survive in this thing. And musicians, most musicians don't have a pile of cash that they're sitting on. They just don't that we, we all, you know, we're working, we work, uh, we work fucking hard. And we try to make money and earn because we're not all sitting on, you know, lottery tickets. It, yeah. we, this is our job. It's a job. It's a great job, but it's still like you got to go work to earn in, in our line of business. Just like any job you earn, work, you earn. But if you're not allowed to do your job, then how do you expect to keep paying the mortgage that you, you know, committed to and keep paying for the health insurance to cover for, you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't, don't fucking criticize a dude for going out and working legally. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you're, when you're following the, the regulations put in place yeah. and it isn't, you know, I mean, being in the uh, music industry myself, I mean, it is, uh, everybody uh, is struggling, you know, unless you're all the way at the top, but you know, everybody's struggling, and, and if you're following the, the mandates and the requirements, you know, fuck everybody else, you know? 
that's dude you're gonna love our new song i promise you uh, <laughs> i am yeah. very excited it's it's uh it's true man you know as long as you're you're not not you know breaking the rules that are set in place by the people who fucking make the rules go get your money if you're down to go earn it if you're down to then you know i mean people can criticize because they can say whatever they want but i can also say fuck you get right in your ass <laughs> i agree i i do agree now these uh you know speaking of these shows what um you know you guys did the drive-in shows there's got to be Obviously, that was the first time anybody's really done anything like that. But, you know, the dynamic of playing a, a live, regular show that's not socially distanced, then going to play, you know, drive-ins, and then going back to playing, you know, regular shows, but now they're socially distanced. I mean, it's got to be a very interesting dynamic, especially for a band like Steel Panther, uh, where you guys have, you know, it's more than just the music. It's, it's the visual, and, you know, it's a, it's a whole production. Yeah, it is. It is very strange. You have you you gauge your. It's a, you know, when you do a show, a normal show. There's a relationship and an exchange of energy with the crowd and the band and the, the whole thing. And it's it's you know, the synergy that happens is what it is. When you change one of those elements, like taking people out of a small out of a room and putting them in cars away from you. Uh, it changes the dynamic. So for us, it's like, it takes about three or four songs to get used to what you're doing, whatever the show is, whatever, reduced indoor, reduced outdoor, drive it, like, uh, or a matinee. So where they go half capacity at 7 p.m. and then they disinfect the room and then you do another one at 9.30. It's like, we've done that too. So um, you just like, I guess it's like, you know, I don't know if you're a football fan, but the only analogy I can give you is it's fucking, you're calling audibles as far as how you present the show. It's a little bit different. And for us, because uh, one of the main parts of our shows is bringing people on stage yeah. and girls get on stage and they show their tits and, or whatever they do. And, you know, they dance and, and it's fun. It, it's intoxicating for the crowd and, and us to, to, for, it, for it to get into a frenzy. We can't do that now, so we're finding other ways to. Uh, you know, we were in Oklahoma City not too long ago, we, and the stage was big. Uh, people in the crowd were closer to each other than we were on stage, and so during a song called "Girl from Oklahoma," we brought a girl up. We taped a six-foot area around the girl that we did not cross into, <laughs> and she, and we sang to her. We sang to her from outside the line yeah, and, six feet away. And it was it was cool man it was like it was a little bit of normalcy it was different because we couldn't get up on her but it but it made for other things to happen you know like yeah. like when we sing uh like when we because when when we do that section of the show a lot of times we just imp, uh, improvise with songs right so satchel will play a little guitar part and satchel will sing to the girl and then it'll go okay Michael, so you sing to the girl and he'll write a new song right there on the spot. Then I, then he goes, all right, sticks, go. And so my song was something like, uh, you're really, really hot and I love your face. I want to do you right, but I'm going to give you your space. And so like, you know, in reference to the damn, and I'm trying to get over the line. So it's like, it's a whole, it changes what we do, but it causes us to go places we don't normally go. 
Sure, sure. Well, and I'm sure that it, you know, kind of uh, keeps things fresh. You know, keeps things fresh and, and keeps you guys on your on your feet. You know, trying new things and absolutely. You know. I mean, last time I, I saw you guys, I think it was like a year ago almost uh, in Cleveland. It was like I guess probably your last tour before the pandemic. But uh, yeah, I mean, I see you guys almost every time you come to the House of Blues in, in Cleveland. It's always it's always a great show and it's always a, a different show. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the jokes are just so funny, you know, the onstage banter. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, kind of sells me on the band. It's, 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 it's like a, a concert and a comedy show all in one. And, uh, you know, it, I think the most interesting thing is that, you know, a lot of bands, uh, especially, uh, you know, the, the newer generation of bands, you know, you only know, you know, maybe the singer or, you know, whoever it is in the band and in Steel Panther, you know, every, you know, everybody. Um, you know, everybody has their own, you know, their, their own thing. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, you know, Michael Starr and everybody else. It's, it's all four of you. I, I appreciate that you, you notice that, that, that that's what happens in your mind. Cause I feel like we are all I very identifiable and, you know, all of us do press and interviews and even though I don't talk on stage because geographically when the drummer talks, it's just weird. And I already got two guys that talk a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and I got Lexi Fox who throws stuff in. I feel like all of us have made our mark, you know, whether it's in the press or whatever that, you know, it's like, it's like kind of like kiss in a way, like, you know, the cat man, you know, the star child, you know, the demon and you know, the space, man. you know what I mean? They, they're these, they're these guys that inhabit these, the, the drums, you know, and there's a lot of bands that I see nowadays. And it could be because I'm an old man, I don't know. <laughs> but I see like a lot of bands where I could not tell you if you lined up four bands worth of guys and you, you put them all in different spots. I'd be like, I don't know who the fuck's in what band. <laughs> I agree. Maybe, I agree. Like, maybe like out of, let's just say there's four bands. Let's just say there's five bands of four guys. So you got 20 guys lined up. I might be able to pick out four of them. Yeah. Maybe five. Yeah, I, no, yeah. I, I agree. And that, that, you know, that to me is, like I said, what's so cool about Steel Panther. And, and you know, a lot of the bands that I like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a younger guy, but I always have gravitated towards like older music, but you know, all, all the bands I, I like, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just a band, you know, and everybody, you know, everybody in the band and it's, it's, you know, it becomes more of um like a, uh, I guess like a personable type thing. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. It's important to us to try to entertain, uh, on all the levels, you know, not just have our, our singer be the guy and then everybody else is like phoning it in. We all come uh, to to entertain and we all like, I love that people know who I am, who Sticks is in the band, you know, especially when you have personalities like we have in our band, which we have big fucking egos and big personalities. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty amazing that the, the kind of support each guy gets from all the fans, you know, I mean, people have their favorites for sure, but uh, you know, I feel like each guy in our band gets a lot of love from, from people. It's cool. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's, uh, you know, in the, um, 
since this pandemic started, you guys have been doing the uh, the what fucking day is it um, on Facebook, yeah. you know, and, and it's cool to see, uh, you know, all the different guys. And I think, it, you know, every now and then there's, you know, somebody else outside of Steel Panther that shows right. up in the videos and stuff. And, you know, and I think it's cool that you guys are, are uh, you know, managing to stay, uh, I don't want to say relevant, but. That's you know, a good word. It's legit. I get it. You know, with the with the the what fucking day is it, and then the live streams, and then um, I think you guys were doing some some stuff like uh, SPTV, you know, the YouTube channel or whatever. Uh, so you know, a lot of a, a lot of stuff going on, and and you know, I haven't really seen any other bands do that. I mean, you know, now more and more the live streams are becoming a, a very common thing, but. Outside of that, you know, it's it's maybe like, oh, you know, here's a fucking T-shirt, you know, that you can go order or right. something, you know what I mean? And it's or a mask or whatever. But there's not actual content for the fans to consume. Yeah, I think that the just the nature of our band allows us. We have well, first of all, it, it because of each guy, each guy's fairly creative, and we are able to create a lot of different content. Um, whereas there's, there's guys in bands and um, this isn't a good thing or a bad thing, but they just are not that personality. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of players who play on stage and entertain, but then, but outside playing the music, it just might not be their forte or their desire to be like, Hey, check me out. I'm gonna act like a fucking clown for your entertainment. Right, you know? right, right. And, all four of us are fucking hams. That's just the way that we're wired. Not saying it's a good thing, not saying it's a bad thing, but it's like, it helps in a pandemic because it enables us to put out content. And we also have a license to basically do whatever the fuck we want. I don't know how we got it, but we've like sort of been like, it's just accepted that Steel Panther, uh, they're gonna try to entertain you almost at all costs. And people in the beginning, people there was a lot of musicians like, fuck those guys. Fuck it. They don't take this shit seriously. You know, that that kind of mentality. Sure, like, sure. Fuck you guys. And I we were just like, cool story, bro. You do your thing. We're gonna fucking do ours. Like we love to rock. We love metal. That's what we do. But we also like having a fucking fun time and laughing and we like titties. Hey, don't we, we all love titties. That's for sure. We all love titties. And we love to smile while we're fucking rocking. Like, and, and, you know, there's a lot of bands that are like, their thing is, I'm a fucking serious rock band and I fucking don't take no shit from nobody. And <laughs> these are my riffs, man. Yep. And there's a place for it. I get it and I respect it. But by no means would I go, fuck you guys. Like, that's not, everybody does what they do because they got to do what they got to do and they want to. So, over time, I think a lot of those those artists or people or critics for a, you know of Steel Panther have just gone like this. They've gone done one or two things. They've gone they either gone, fuck man, you know what? I get it. It's cool. They are doing their thing, and it does. It ain't hurting anybody. And you know what? It, it, they're actually fucking good at what they do. Or there's the other people that are like, yeah, man, I, I still don't fucking get it, dude. <laughs> I, and to me, I love when we can change people's mind because then they just, it seems like shit gets a little easier for them because they're just, they're not fighting it. But those people that are holding on to it, it's just like, dude, 
there's other shit to worry about. Well, you know, I was going to say, I think it's, uh, it's pretty sweet how, you know, a lot of these, uh, I guess more, uh, like mainstream, uh, you know, musicians or celebrities or whatever have really kind of, um, I guess, uh, accepted Steel Panther. You know, I think, you know, Kelly Clarkson coming up on stage with you or, uh, you know, obviously Pink. Pink. Um, I think Corey Taylor was on, I know he's done, he's jammed with you guys live, but he was on Death to All But Metal, I think, right? And then... Eyes of the Panther and Death to All But Metal. And Asian Hooker. Oh, uh, what was it? Asian Hooker? Oh, okay. He, he's, he's the sucky fucky parts. Oh, is that him? I had no idea. Oh, my God. That's him, dude. Wow. Yeah. And now isn't you'll a, hear it. Isn't, uh, I, I want to say that I, I saw somewhere that Scott Ian was on one yeah, of those songs on Fearless Steel. He played on that record. He did, he, he came in and played some parts on that record for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, uh, there's so many different people from, from, you know, the rock and metal world to, you know, more mainstream pop artists and stuff like that, that, have, you know, come on stage. And it's just very interesting to me that a, a band like Steel Panther can attract people like that, you know, and I'm sure, you know, some, uh, maybe some of those people were like, "Oh, fuck, Steel Panther" in the beginning or whatever, and then they caught on to the joke. You know, not the joke, but they yeah, they they it, caught yeah, on and, yeah. and you know got yeah, you know lived I, with it. I think uh, you know, out of the gate, Corey Taylor was was amazing, uh, and actually, we've become very good friends. Uh, and you guys toured with Stone Sour a couple of years ago, right? With Stone Sour, and you know, when this pandemic ends, I want to tour with Corey's solo band. We actually I, we spoke uh, we spoke yesterday, but we spoke the, a week ago on the sixth, maybe. And uh, we were talking. You know, he's got his new record, and he and I were just going, dude. When we can, let's go do some fucking shows together, because we know a couple guys in his band, his solo band that I've known, like Zach Throne, his guitar player. Mm-hmm. I've known fucking 20 years so it's like this old school vibe you know when Corey was recording i can't remember what what slipknot record they were doing in la we were doing the viper room this was like 2003 or four or something uh he would come to the viper room and the first song that he ever did with us was nothing but a good time he got up on stage and just jammed it with us and he killed it and right out of the gate he was he, he loved our band and, and he had such a good time and, and we've just we've been able to you know have a friendship and it's uh that's that's one of the coolest things and that's one of the things i miss most about touring and especially festivals is seeing my my peers and my friends in other bands because i like i like that that fraternity that we're in you know yeah something there's something about go you know seeing them seeing my buddies in other bands that i haven't seen all year and just going hey dude and we all do the same thing we all get in a bus and we go and you entertain and then you hit the reset button. You do it the next day. We all do the same thing at different levels, but it's all like, there's a, there's a bond with, with other touring musicians. Sure. And I, I, I can, you know, imagine, I know when, you know, when I'm booking tours or whatever and the bands know each other, you know, they get all, you know, excited because it makes things, uh, you know, more comfortable on the road. They're having a good time every day. Uh, but, you know, I've seen you guys at a, a couple of festivals, and I've always thought that Steel Panther is such a great band for festivals because no matter, like, where you are in the lineup, whether you're, you know, playing after, you know, I, I don't know, a fucking really heavy band or you're playing, you know, whatever, it's just, it, it it's always good. It, it always, uh, you know, breaks up the, the, the mood and, and just lightens things up, and everybody's just, you know, 
fucking partying and, and drinking for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. And everybody's just having a great time. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, especially you know, we're, we're, we do big festivals in Europe and, uh, you know, Vakken download and we go pretty high on the bill. Um, we've gotten ourselves to a really nice place, you know, status wise in the festival, you know, hierarchy. And uh, I mean, obviously I, the longer we go and the, we, if we keep putting great records out, then, you know, we'll go deeper and deeper because we just, you become a staple, you know, at these festivals. And um, when we go on after Accept, or if we go on, you know, fucking before Ozzy Osbourne, I think when we come on stage, the audience, much like I was talking about the other guys and other bands, how they feel about us, I think they see us and it, it lightens the mood at a festival. And all of a sudden, those serious rock faces, oh, that shit, yeah. they, th that goes away for temporarily. And they, they start looking around and smiling because chicks get on shoulders, titties come flying out. And I swear, you cannot be aggressive when you're checking out titties. You can't be like, oh, those titties. <laughs> you just, I, you I agree. I agree. You're, 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 like, you're like, yeah, dude, look at the titties. <laughs> they, they are intoxicating the joy that the girl ha is doing enough, you know, as is feeling enough to do it. It's all that whole big party. It talk brings thing. everybody together. It's like it beca every, everybody becomes family while you guys are on stage. Everybody becomes naked family. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and I would imagine the 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 crowds have to be you know a little bit more divisive maybe in in Europe because you know over here in the states the festivals are all a little more mainstream. Um, you know, whereas you get to Vakin or things like that, there's a lot of like super underground, like extreme you know brutality mm -hmm. bands. And, you know, a lot of those, you know, the elitists are like, oh, you know, fuck you if you're not, you know, playing black metal, you know, or whatever. And then, you know, but do those guys, are the, the, the metal elitists, do they get into Steel Panther? You know, I think that we are, well, I think, first of all, just because of our tenacity and how long we've been doing it, they, they in the beginning, there was a shit ton of resistance yep. from, from like black metal dudes, like who are like, Fuck you. We did a fucking show in Lorelei, Germany. I can't remember what the festival was, but uh, Zach Wild, we went on right after Zach Wild. And it was, it was a gnarly metal fest in the fucking mountains, in an amphitheater carved into fucking mountains. And oh it was like, all, like, it was so metal. I couldn't, I couldn't read one of the band's names because, you know, all that font. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like your shirt. <laughs> but you know, like so, like, but it was super gnarly. But then Steel Panther was on the festival. We were like, I think Zach played at like 3 p.m., 4 p.m. We played at like five or something like that. And we go on, and we're the only motherfuckers in purple sequins. I mean, <laughs> Lexi Fox has purple disco ball sequins pants on, and he's got big flowy, he looks like a lady. We got four guys with long hair and just like, you know, just prancy, but fucking killing it in our playing. Like, cause you can't deny that, not to sound like an asshole, but you can't deny the playing cause the playing and the singing is fucking legit. And people, we, we hadn't been doing it as long as we have to this point, obviously, but 
at first they were like, no, not at our festival. <laughs> By the end of it, dude, they had come down from the fucking thing and were fucking rocking. They were rocking and they were smiling. I'd never seen so many black metal fans smile in my life. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And somehow, somewhere, girls emerged from the ether. And like they were there and 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 it was it was that same Steel Panther party vibe. And I think I imagine it felt like they appreciated it. And by the end of it, they were fucking cheering and, and super stoked. So now because we've been doing it for fucking 30,000 years, I don't think that there's anybody who goes, what the fuck do these guys think they're doing? I think they go, that's Steel Panther. That's what they do. Yeah. And they just accept it. We're well, like cockroaches. Well, and I, I think what, what, you know, what you brought up is um, about the musicianship of the band. Um, you know, I, I, I would imagine that a lot of people uh, probably that have never heard of the band, they take a look and they're like, oh my God, this is like Faster Pussycat 2.0 or something. Yeah. And then they hear it, you know, and it's like, oh my, because I, I can't tell you how many people uh, over the years uh, that I've had, you know, that I've had a discussion about Steel Panther with, and they're like, oh man, I, I wish that band would put out like a, a, you know, a serious record, you know, and so they could be a on the radio. Record. Yeah, because yeah. those guys are so fucking talented, man, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I, that's not, that's, that's not Steel Panther, you know, it's, it's like when, when, you know, Motley Crue put out Generation Swine, that's not motley crew and we see how well that worked you know dude it's it's so funny because we have we've gotten that question are you guys ever going to do a they say real record yeah. and we always go we do real records we do real real records they're just the lyrics are ridiculous at points but you know it's it's so fascinating that when you sing about dicks people tend, or sex, right? Or drugs or rock and roll. People go, oh, they're a one trick pony, right? Yeah. But if you stand back and you, let's, if you analyzed Adele's lyrics and topically, what does Adele sing about? How many things does Adele sing about? How many things does Taylor Swift sing about? One, love, breakup, and love you know like sure the heart so because we sing about what we sing about people tend to go they uh that that's the band that sings about dicks <laughs> but nobody says taylor swift oh that's the girl that sings about all of the breakup songs right you know it's like it's funny well you know it's it's interesting that you know i, I think a lot of people would be under the assumption that uh, and maybe you disagree, but you know, oh, if if Steel Panther would clean it up, they would be so much bigger. They'd be playing, you know, fucking arenas or this or that. But then, you know, look at that song WAP. Um, you know, I mean, that song to me is is uh, got to be one of the the filthiest songs I've ever heard. You know, nothing yeah. nothing wrong with it. I don't have a problem with the song. I think it's a catchy song, but it's it's to me hands down way worse than than anything i've ever heard from from steel panther except for maybe gang bang in the old folks home that song was, when i heard that i was like holy shit man this is wild Wait, have you ever heard handicapped slut i have and uh you know i yeah i when i was a uh like uh, uh when i first found the band i found it like on on youtube and uh i always thought it was funny because i i actually have a uh I, i've mentioned before i'm sure you don't remember me but i, I have a physical thing 
And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe these guys are, are fucking doing this. And, and it's, it's How great. How do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? I yeah, think it's, I think it's great, but I also, um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, I don't want to say cancel culture. I, I'm trying to think of the term I'm looking for. I guess I just don't get offended by, uh, you know, anything. I mean, it's, I, I right. think everything, I think everything has humor to a degree. Right. And I, I think that song, I mean, it's, it's fucking funny. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the song for us, it's, it's interesting. And it's interesting that, that you, you do, you do your arm, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So a song like that, it's very interesting because the way that we are as dudes, um, as human beings, um, we, I would never say, oh my gosh, look at that guy's arm, ha ha. This is not how I, I roll or any of the guys in my band roll. But in that song in particular, it's a story about hitting a girl. With the tour bus, with the tour right? Bus. Yeah. And so it's the story of that. And, it, and But when you dig down into the lyrics, it's a story about the fact that she got paralyzed, but she still loves dick. <laughs> That's, to, to us that's the funny is like because people don't think about that stuff like when like if i saw somebody who was paralyzed the last thing i would generally think is why do they still love that dick so to us it, it's not about you know it, it's almost like fat girl the song fat girl right people uh have asked us who don't get it who are like man do 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 fat girls get offended and i'm like you have it's the opposite. I, I've been to so many of your shows, and I can tell you firsthand that there's, I've seen many a big girl on a Steel Panther stage. They fucking love it. It's like, because we're not saying she's fat, ha ha. We're saying she's big. And look, look, big girls, they know they're big. And, um, and the ones who come to our show who, who request that song, or they, they're singing it at the top of their lungs, fucking... They love it because they are, they've owned their, their self-image. They've owned how they feel about themselves and they're celebrating it. And, you know, for somebody, it's almost, it's, it's really weird for somebody to go, you can't say that because you're fat shaming. No, we're not. We're just singing about a girl who's fat. And it's, it's a, it's a hard, because it, it goes deeper than just, just what people think when they see fat girl, they think fat girl, ha ha, look at the fat girl. And it's not that our lyrics go. I know this sounds fucking weird, but our lyrics, you got to kind of get into them. And you realize that there's a story behind it. That's almost celebratory in all this gangbang at the old folks home is about old people who love to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like if I'm, I'm, I like explaining it because maybe somebody who's judging off a song title. Uh, now look, Asian hooker is about a hooker who's Asian. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of deepness in that one. Sure. Sure. But you know what I'm saying? It's a, but it's fun it, for us. We take a lot of pride in, in the lyrics, even though they seem like fucking 12 year olds may have written them at points. 
they're not easy write, lyrics to write. Well, it, it's just like, uh, you know, any comedian. I mean, you, you know, turn on a Netflix special, you know, whoever, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, whoever, you're like, oh, my God, these guys get paid ridiculous amounts of money. I Anybody could go up on stage and, and fucking make these ridiculous jokes, but it's it's not that easy. I mean, it, it's it's really not, and it, it takes a lot of of effort and, and thought, even though, you know, whether it's a comedian's jokes or Steel Panther lyrics, you know, it sounds thoughtless, but it does require a lot of thought and effort to, that's why it's, it's so funny and it resonates with so many people because they're very well-crafted. It's not, uh, it's not a 12 year old singing about boners. It's, you know, adults singing about fifty-year-olds <laughs> singing about boners, but you know, but it's they have the the you know, you guys have the the create the creativity and the the you know, I'm sure you know a lot of the songs are are based off of real life experiences. Um, you know, and it just it it takes a lot of effort to craft something, whether it's it's very intelligent humor or very you know toilet humor, I guess you know. Um, but you know, yeah. I I think oftentimes too, uh, you know. People get too offended over, you know, A, something that, you know, I would imagine there's probably a lot of people that have been offended by a fat girl uh, that are very skinny, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah. I can't believe That's you're, you're saying, you know, yeah, exa exactly. So it's just like other people would say, you know, oh, handicapped slut. I mean, I can't believe you guys are fucking, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you? But, you know, I, I, I me personally, I think it's, it's hilarious and uh you know I, I mean i i guess it's not for everyone but i don't no. think it's i don't think it's fair to uh you know i mean i can't tell you how many girls over the years that i've dated i'm like oh my god you know we gotta go see steel panther or whatever i mean i remember at uh rock on the range uh, in columbus i was with a girl and and she goes I, I am not fucking watching that band i'm leaving you're gonna sit there all by yourself and i said fuck it i'm not i'm not watching whatever band you want to watch i'm gonna fucking sit here and i'm gonna watch steel panther and i mean uh, she she, I, she don't get she didn't get it you know what that's the thing i understand that our band is not for everybody and and if you don't like our band i get it and we are a very we are we are a specific flavor and if you don't like pistachio and we're pistachio you're just not gonna like it um, and some people don't like the lyrics because, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the, the skinny girl who would be, a, be like, you can't say that. That's not, it's not our discomfort with it. It's her discomfort with it because it's not, it's not that big girl's discomfort with it. She's cool with it. Sure. Generally speaking. Sure. I'm not saying that. I mean, there might be some big girls that could get offended by it, I, I, I guess, but, uh, and, and to them, I would say, sorry that we're offending you it's, please don't listen yeah, uh, yeah you know just having but, fun with it yeah we're not we're not stopping um because this is what we do and and i feel and i never thought i'd say this or i never thought i'd even think this but steel panther uh hold on real quick i'm getting hold on real quick hey dude i'm on i'm on an interview right now i'm gonna call you right back later um, that was Satchel. Oh, um, right on. Because of the general culture that is happening or that has been happening over the last few years, the PC, all that shit, people have asked us over the past few years, 
are you guys considering toning it down? Would you consider like maybe maybe dialing it back? Uh, and to that question, I say, fuck no. Especially now where there's less and less places that you can go as a music listener or a fan of, of entertainment or whatever you're looking for that wants irreverence, that wants no apologies, that wants, we're gonna, if, if, if we think it, we're gonna say it as long as we're not screaming fire in a crowded theater or you know, something sure, like that. Sure. Um, or not inciting violence or riots, but we're celebrating shit that we like and we're speaking in the way that we like to speak. And we're saying it the way we would talk to each other and to our friends. If you don't like it, fuck you, double fucking thumb. <laughs> you know, fuck off because uh, we're going to do what we're going to do. You don't have to dig it. And there needs to be more places that people can go listen to Dave Chappelle tell jokes instead of people going, oh, he, he you know, you can't, he can't say, fuck you. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. You don't have to like it. Same with Steel Panther, same with every band. I agree. Now, do you, know? do you think that, that uh, like, could you got, could Steel Panther start today? Or do you think, you know, with the, with the climate that we're in, or do you think that it is accepted only because you guys have, you know, so to speak, been grandfathered in with the, with the non-PC humor? I see what you did. You called us grandfathers. That's cool. <laughs> hey, well, you guys are, um, the, you guys are the correct age, so. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, uh, that is a fucking, that's one of the best questions I've ever had. Um, could we start today? Because you know, I'm I uh, just like everybody else. This is not very interesting, but I'm a huge fan of The Office, yeah. and I feel like you know that show is is so great. Um, and a lot of people that you know were too young or whatever to watch it when it was on, they watch it now. But I feel like that's also a show, uh, not the whole show, ma mainly you know the character of Michael Scott. I don't mm -hmm. think could happen today i think it would be deemed as way too offensive you know with the with the, the all the, the gay jokes and the black jokes and things like that yeah um even though it's obviously that's one of the you know biggest tv shows ever um you it's know an, i do know and i i i think i agree with you his his ignorance might not be tolerated. his character's ignorance might not be tolerated now and i and by that same token if dave chappelle and I use him because I think he's brilliant. Uh, I, I think if Dave Chappelle came out now with the things he was saying, he wouldn't get traction because people would just be like, you can't say that new guy. You yeah. can't say that now. Oh, like, even, especially a guy, you know, even like, like Howard Stern or something like that. I mean, you know, yeah. I think that they, they've really like toned down like the, the, the whack pack stuff, you know, some of those guys in there and, and things like that. You know, this is a very, interesting time that we're living in but it's also you know in a way i kind of feel like using the office example a lot of the people that like to watch it would also probably be the ones that would oppose the show if it came out today right um i think you're right and i think if steel panther started today i think it would be much harder to have the career that we have just because I don't know where this fucking, I don't know if where we are right now, like the, so the pendulum, right? The swings. So if it's in the middle of being PC, but 
you know, this is, and this side is like, you can say whatever the fuck you want, like in 1985, mm-hmm. to say, it swung, right? It went, okay, we're going to pass this. You can't say that. You fuck, you can't say that anymore. Fuck you. Cancel culture. Cancel, cancel, cancel. We're here. Yeah. We're like right here. And I got to think just by human nature that it eventually, maybe it hits here. Eventually it's got to come back towards the middle at some point. So, and I think it, I think it's cyclical and maybe in a few years if, or, you know, the next year to three or four years, if the pendulum swings back, Panther would have a shot at succeeding. But as it stands today, if we started today and came out with Asian hooker and death to all of metal and, you know, fuck, uh, you know, handicap slot, handicap, handicap slot would never fly. Yeah, you guys would be I mean, canceled in a heartbeat. We, people would be like, "Who? What the fuck is wrong with these guys?" Yeah, not that they don't say that now, but <laughs> your grandfathered it in, and they go, "What the fuck is wrong with them?" And then there's another person somewhere to go, "Oh, that's just steel man." Are you familiar with uh, Wheeler Walker Jr.? I am very familiar with Wheeler Walker Jr. He actually covered one of our songs. Which song? Steel Panther fucked my girlfriend. Oh, I, I, that was a cover. I. I... I thought that was just something he had put together. Satchel wrote that for him, or did you have, have you guys actually no. played that before? We never played it. Somehow he got a copy of it. We never released it. And there's a version out in some, one of our hard drives with Corey Taylor singing it. Oh my god! You guys ever going to release that? We should. Yeah, we fucking should. You know what? I need to talk to Satchel about that. We should. Steve, Corey Taylor singing Steel Panther, Fuck My Girlfriend. It's amazing. It sounds like the fucking Eagles. Like the original version. Wheeler Walker did a version of it. The end product, the end result of it, I heard and I was like, it's cool. And it was nice of him to want to do. But when you hear our version of it, especially with Corey on it, you'll be like, it sounds like the fucking Eagles. Well, you guys got to, you, you guys have to release that. Uh, that would be great. Uh, no, I just, uh, you know, as far as like lyrical content to me, he's the, you know, one of the only other ones with, you know, similar stuff. I mean, obviously he's country, but you he's know, it's a country version of us. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but I, I you know, he's kind of went away, uh, the past couple, you know, I, he had like an issue with, uh, some viral video, you know, the, the kid that was with the MAGA hat that was like mocking the Indian guy or whatever. So he tweeted like, you know, I'll, you go punch his kid in the face, I'll send you a free vinyl or something. And, you know, a, a few months after that, he kind of went away. But, you know, when, when he was around on the last album cycle, I seen so many people say, oh, my God, there's got to be a Steel Panther and Wheeler Walker Wheeler tour. Walker. Is that something you guys have ever considered? Um, I would, you know, look, we would tour with anybody uh, that we felt would add, va- would add value to, uh, you know, the night. And because... We did a buy-on. We so for for your viewers who aren't familiar with a buy-on tour, what that is, is a band who's headlining might get, you know, asked by another band's manager or agent, "Can we buy onto your tour?" And what that means is they want to pay to be on your tour. Yeah, it helps them get in front of people and exposed. We took a buy-on once on a UK tour, and I won't mention the band. And it was fucking horrible. 
because our fans were subjected to this band and they were not they were not cool they weren't they weren't cool it didn't add to the night and in fact it made i think it probably made people go well i don't want to co see you know if if we came around again they're really like less likely to go yeah so uh well, I, I would, think it's a fine line, not to interrupt, I think it's a fine line, though, with, with buy-on bands because, uh, you know, all too often um, some of these buy-on bands, they don't really have any uh, – it, it's almost like it was just kind of thrown together, and but somebody, whether it's somebody in the band or, you know, their parents or somebody in that camp just has a ton of money, and it's like, all right, I'm going to help you live your dream. You know, well, right. like the, the band that um, – I think there there was a band called I forget what they were called, but they bought on to the final Motley Crue tour, I think, and they ended up like suing them for like over a million dollars or something. Why? Um, because uh, if I recall, I think Motley was forcing the band to play like that to start before doors opened or something. Um, yeah, so they were really dicking them around. But also, I, I think the buy-on bands, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're like, oh, you know, if I go buy-on to this, you know, UK tour with Steel Panther, you know, I'm going to get to play to, you know, however, you know, so many more people than I could play on my own. Sure. But, you know, a lot of times, and I, you know, I, I don't know that if you guys do this, but, you know, a lot of times you have to, you have to do price matching and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And it's hard for the band, especially on a, on a huge scale, like, like that crew tour, for example, you know, it was Motley Crue, Alice Cooper, and this fucking Bion band. You know, nobody gives a shit about the Bion band. They're there to see the crew and Alice Cooper. And then, you know, they have to charge, uh, you know, 40, 50 bucks or whatever it was for a T-shirt. And nobody in their right mind is going to pay 40 or $50 for a fucking shirt of a band that they just saw play for 10 minutes that they've never heard of. You know what I mean? No. So, yeah, I, I, yeah I, 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 I'm not a huge, I, yeah, I'm not a big proponent of Bion's. No, it, look... I would do a buy on. I would, I would, uh, I would do a buy on if we had super deep pockets and I could say to Iron Maiden, Hey, can we buy on your, well, maybe I would, maybe not at this point in my career, but if a band came to us and said, can we buy on, I would listen to the band. I wouldn't answer. If the band was good, I'd be like, fuck. Yeah, that's cool. Cause I know that people, cause the fan experience is important. The overall fan experience for that night if you subject a fan to a shitty opening band, it just sets them up to be in a bad mood before you even hit the stage. I and agree. Then, and then, it, then they associate those bad moods with you. And I just, I don't want to do that. I'd rather not have the money from a violent band and have a killer package. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, the, that, that's cool. The one thing I, I do like about you guys is you guys always seem to bring out uh, you know, I, I think you could probably go the obvious route of bringing, you know, a, a, I don't know, Bullet Boys or, you know, somebody like sure. that. But, you know, instead, you guys always seem to opt for a, a newer band, a younger band that's, you know, maybe, you know, working a single at Active Rock Radio, things yep. like that, you know, trying to keep it fresh um, and, and you know, not do the obvious thing. And, and I think that's you know, I prefer diverse packages. I don't want to go see, you know, whoever it is and then see however many other bands that sound just like that. You know, it's, um, yeah. and I think it's cool because, um, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people that go to Steel Panther shows, um, you know, there's, 
There's a lot, a lot of younger people, a lot of older people too, though, who still listen to you know the '80s stuff, and and they're hearing new bands. And I think it is important, uh, you know, to have some of these younger bands out to you know change things up, you know. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we listen to every band that's presented to us by our agent to ask us if we're cool with them on the tour. Some bands like Crowbot, for instance, uh, I actually told our agent, well, I want to take Crowbot, make it happen. So they, you know, we, we got to take Crowbot when we got uh, uh, Future Villains, Future Villains? True, true Villains. There's it's too many villains, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, I guess my point is there, uh, there are a lot of young bands that are hungry and really fucking good, you know, that, that add to the night and whether they, you know, it's cool if they help sell tickets, that's great. But like, we're going to go do some fucking shows with Blackstone Cherry in Florida. That package, Blackstone Cherry, Steel Panther, everybody can suck our dicks because that show is going to be, it's going to be a fucking just, people are going to get pummeled. Are these the, the December dates? Oh, and yeah. Okay. I did not know that was with Blackstone Cherry. Yeah. Oh, did I just blow something? I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. Well, I guess, guess it's out now. Uh, No, this isn't going to air until December 1st anyway. So we should be good to go. uh, Can we make sure that I'm cool on that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you're also taking, uh, you're doing Australia with Seven Dust in February, right? And that's we that are, was supposed to happen this year, right? We are, yeah, it was supposed to happen in, in uh, I think, June um, or even earlier. I can't remember. April, maybe. Um, right now, it's February with Seven Dust, who their new record I fucking love. Yeah, it, uh, it is a great record. It's a killer record. I texted Clint, the guitar player. I go, dude, you write such good fucking songs. It's it's so cool to uh, hear. I mean, they're just there's there's such a fucking good band. I'm hoping we can do the shows, but we're not headed in the right direction right now. So, yeah, I agree. Especially, uh, you know, I mean, who knows how long these uh, travel restrictions are going to be around? It's going to be brutal. So we may be re re rescheduling it till later in 21. But I don't know, man. The whole fucking thing is the whole pandemic. It, fucked it all up we'll get through it but yeah we'll all get through everything always seems to work itself out in the end yeah. uh, a couple quick things before we uh wrap it up i know there's been talk going around i don't know if you can say anything or not but uh about steel panther working on like a tv show or a, a movie of some sort or something like that yeah we i can't tell you a lot i can just tell you that we are hyper focused on the latter um doing a a movie uh there's been a lot of progress in getting it done um there's a treatment there's there's a story there's actors attached to it so it's it's like it's pretty exciting that will change the game for steel that's i think that's the thing that's going to change it because a record like look dude Seven Dust just released a fucking epic record. But I just don't know if records are enough to change trajectories anymore. Sure. I just don't, man. I don't know. I don't know. But in our case, 
if we do the kind of movie that I feel in my nuts and guts that we can do uh, on the on the level of like a Bill and Ted quality, you know, funny wise, entertainment wise, with enough people attached to it that people want to come see it, I think it's gonna fucking be a grand slam. That's is there? Where, that's where my head's at. Is there a at least a proposed like time frame for something like this? Not right now. Uh, I would I would be remiss to say if uh, if I did put a time frame, I can just tell you that I am being super duper proactive about it. We're not just waiting around. Well, I'm going after this shit. Oh well, hopefully uh, hopefully it comes sooner than later because uh, I for one would love to see something like that. And I also it, speaking of Bill and Ted. Oh, real quick, wouldn't it be cool to fucking go on Netflix and fucking see Steel Panther? Oh, that, that'd be amazing. That would be awesome, you know? And, and and they have stuff like that, you know, on there, you know? So lots of different projects with, with, with uh, you know, various artists. But, you know, going back to Bill and Ted, I thought the new one was, was fantastic, by the way. I thought it was great. I haven't great. seen it. I, oh, you I haven't seen it yet? No, I have not seen it. I can't wait to go see it. I follow Alex Winter on Twitter. And I see a lot of stuff posted, fans post stuff to him about the feature, and I really want to see it. I can't wait. I think it's great if you're a fan of Bill and Ted. I think if you went into it, uh, obviously you know what it is, but I think if you went into it not knowing who Bill and Ted was, you'd be like, oh, my God, this has got to be the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. You yeah, know, you got to, you got you to, it's like, it would be like watching, you know, kind of like John Wick 3 going, what? Exactly. What but when you know the story, you're like, this is so bitch. Yeah, and those, those movies are excellent. Uh, one final thing before we wrap it up. I just had to share with you my uh, one of my favorite memories, and it has to do with Steel Panther. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Was This was probably, uh, I don't know, maybe five, four or five years ago. I think five, five years ago. And you guys were playing, it was like a, uh, I think it was like a rib fest or something in Cleveland. And, uh, I, I thought it was really weird that steel Panther was playing. Cause I was like, it was all outdoor. And I'm like, man, this is an outdoor event. It's a family event. And they have steel Panther playing. I was like, Oh my Where God. Was it? Uh, in Cleveland. Um, like five years ago at, uh, okay. Jacob's pavilion. It's on the Cuyahoga river. Oh, um, the boat. Yes. Oh my God. That was, that was one of the, the, for, uh, for, most people probably don't know. So you guys are, are playing. The, the stage is on the river. And Steel Panther is playing. And, uh, you know, and I, I think the boat, it was like a ferry or something that you could pay, you know, however much money to basically just take a little trip down the river. A, that was a big, I think, I thought that was a cargo boat. Maybe it was. I don't, I, that I, I don't remember. Cargo but it was, you know, I think there was, there was a lot of people on it. And um, when you're, if you're sitting watching the band play, the river is behind the stage and, you know, you can see the river from, you know, from behind the stage and the boat's coming down, you guys are playing and, and you stop playing. And, uh, I think it was Satchel was like, you know, honk, if you love pussy and the boat just fucking cranks the horn. And that Dude, was the, the, uh, the best part about that was when he go, when Satchel goes, Hey, boat, <laughs> he goes, Honk if you love pussy. And there was that pause. And everybody felt like forever. Everybody's just waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden you hear, whoa. It was, it was awesome. 
Yeah, that was. Do you know? Do you know that there's footage of that from the crowd online somewhere? But there's also footage from the captain. He shot it from in the thing and posted it. Really? Yeah. You, I don't know where it is. I, I mean, I, I've, I've seen it. I know it's out there. So you have both views. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even begin to say how, how funny that was. I mean, that was, oh, my God, that was that was gold. That was, that gold. was, a, it was a moment that. If you, 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 you could only know how it felt if you were there, you can, cause we're describing it and people are probably going cool about how we need but the, the whole vibe of it, it was just like when he honked, everybody, everybody just went, fuck yes. It was awesome. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was awesome. Well, sticks. I appreciate it. Uh, Steel Panther has two live streams coming up Saturday, December 5th and December 31st, New Year's Eve. Um, and I believe you can get uh, tickets for those and the, the Florida shows and all that at steelpantherrocks.com, right? Tickets for the live shows and the live streams, correct? Yes, sir. And to be clear, these are, these are not uh, the same live streams. They are totally different. It's not, you know, it's not a, a repeat of something that's already happened. So, and, and how much are tickets for that? Do you know? 15 bucks. 15 bucks, a uh, great way to uh, have some fun with Steel Panther. Uh, Sticks, thanks so much, my man. I appreciate it. My pleasure, dude. Thank you. That was really fun. I like the, I like the talk. Yes, I agree, man. Thank you. We will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Like and subscribe to the show so we can spam your notifications with new episodes, clips, and some BS you don't care about. We're back to the Crash Report. <laughs> All right, we are back here on the Crash Report. It was a great interview with uh, Sticks at India. That guy was, I was a little nervous uh, going into it because uh, a lot of those guys, you know, they're very in character when you're talking to them. And I, I felt that it would be very hard to interview a character. But it went very well. He, uh, it, he was, uh, I don't want to say out of character, but it was a very, like, normal conversation. He seemed like a really cool dude. Yes. He's a uh, very nice guy, and I, I think uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do something um, in person when we're not living in COVID. And also, he, he uh, told me something uh, off the air uh, about something that's coming up. And, uh, Trent, I think I might have told you what it was. Uh, what they're working on that he kind of touched on during the interview. And I'm telling you, if you're a Steel Panther fan, it's fucking over the top. It's going to be great. But, you know, we were also talking about the new ACDC record, uh, Power Up. Trent, have you heard this? Yeah, I just listened to it uh, right before we recorded this, actually. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, this has got to be their best album since The Razor's Edge. I mean, uh, you know, Ball Breaker, Stiff Upper Lip, yeah, they're all right. I did not care for Black Eyes, and I really did not care for Rock or Bust. Hmm. Um, this one I thought was was fucking awesome. I think it gave you a nice punch, like right out of the gate. That first song on there is one of my favorites. Well, you know, it, you figure it's also uh, probably probably their swan song. I mean, this is going to be the end for them. 
probably. I, I would be shocked if ACDC put out another record. With, with ACDC, man, you just you literally just never know. I mean, we all thought that it was going to be the end last time, especially when Axl Rose jumped on it towards like, oh, Brian And he Johnson's fucking done. killed it. Axl Rose did a fantastic job with oh, ACDC. Absolutely. I was in the 11th row, like right next to the catwalk. It was fucking amazing. Oh, you've seen them with Axl Rose. Yeah, I got. Oh, my God. Was this when he was in the throne? Uh, when his when his leg or foot or whatever was broke, or was he running around and stuff? No, he was running around the stage for ACDC. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you know, there for a while. I think he had to borrow. I think it was uh, Dave Grohl's uh, throne when when <laughs> Dave Grohl like fell off of the stage. Yeah, and he had to sit in that fucking. He had that thing made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Axl Rose borrowed it from him, but um, yeah, so many people were talking shit, and you know, obviously Sticks and I were talking about during the during the interview, but. And that guy did such a good job. Yeah, I, I think he did a great job, honestly. You know, it's like, yeah, you might think, oh, great, it's Axl Rose. But it's like, no, like he did a fantastic job with that band. That guy is, uh, you know, say what you want about that guy. I, uh, you know, obviously that dude's had his fair share of issues over the years. And right. used to be a raging asshole and showing up three hours late and all sorts of stuff. But, man, that guy can sing. And I'm telling you what, that guy to me is is probably hands down one of the greatest like rock stars of all time. Oh yeah, his name and, will be always known in and rock. one of one of the few true rock stars that's still alive. You know, cuz mm-hmm. I I don't think that there's really any modern day rock stars, you know, where it's like maybe a few, but nobody that's like just just there's just something about Axl Rose that is just amazing. But no, the new ACDC record, I was blown away. I thought it was great. Uh, so much better than than their last few records. Uh, See, I'm a little biased. I ACDC's always been my favorite band, so it's like I kind of enjoyed the last two albums also. But uh, the, I know, see what your I see what your point is when it comes they're, to they're it. all right, but you know they're just to me they feel like very uh, you know all filler, no killer. I thought um, I thought Black Ice. Uh, Rock and Roll Train. I thought that was a fucking great song. It's all right. Um, you know, but I, I got to be honest with you. I, I am more of a Bon Scott guy. I think, I feel like most ACDC fans would say that. It's like, but it's two different eras, so it's hard to uh, compare. And I'm, and I'm not one of those guys that's like, for one, I wasn't even around back then. So, But I'm not one of those guys that's like all hung up on Bon Scott and th- there is no ACDC without Bon Scott, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, not, none of that. But... I just, uh, I find Bon Scott to have a little bit more charisma, almost like a David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Van Halen had David Lee Roth and then he left and they had Sammy Hagar, Sammy Hagar overall is probably a better singer than oh, yeah. David Lee Roth. I would agree with that. But there's something about his, uh, David Lee Roth's uh, charisma. Um, and, you know, and just this little, like, attitude, kind of snarkiness that he would throw in the songs. A pompous this, asshole. <laughs> yeah, the same thing that, you know, but they would throw these little things in the songs mm-hmm. that added character to them. And, you know, both with ACDC and Van Halen when they got Brian Johnson and Sammy Hagar, uh, you know, they, they uh, kind of lost that element of it, which I always like. But I, I think Brian Johnson is great, and I think it is. I mean, you're kind of comparing apples to oranges because there is no similarity between Bon Scott and Brian Johnson as far as their vocals go. Same with DLR and Hagar. Right, exactly. What would, what would be your favorite Bon Scott era album if you could pick one? Oh, my favorite. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I as lame as this sounds, I, I would probably say High Voltage. 
Oh, really? High voltage. Um, but one of my favorite ACDC songs, and I think it's a highly underrated song, it's actually on the Highway to Hell record. It's uh, Walk All Over You. That's a great song. I, yes, it's a great song. I think it's highly, highly underrated. See, I thought you were going to go the opposite route and be like, oh, you know, it sounds lame, but Highway to Hell, even though, you know, that's probably everybody's favorite. Yeah, I think Highway to Hell is cool, but uh, something about High Voltage, man, just all those songs are just fucking amazing, man. I agree. I looked at all of them last time. I'm just like, damn, it's hard to pick one, but Let There Be Rock would probably be my pick. I remember a few years ago, um, there, there's a uh, Italian restaurant in the next town over from where I live. It's actually where I grew up. And they were, uh, this was a few years ago, they were promoting that they had a famous singer coming to the restaurant. And I was like, huh. who the hell is coming to a fucking Italian restaurant Seriously. that's famous from singing in a rock band? Huh. And they uh, come out and say it's the original ACDC singer. Oh, they really went... Like, back, back, back. Yes, I think that guy's name is Dave Evans. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I mean, yes, I guess he was the original singer, but, I mean, he was like the singer when they were like a fucking local band. Like, does that even count that he was, you know what I mean? Like, I don't don't count it if it's before, uh, you know, before jailbreak. It don't count to me. Yeah, well, you know, and I, and I heard a, a recording, I think I might have even seen a video, and they're doing, um, I think it's Can I Sit Next to You, Girl? Mm-hmm. And it's it's it was very, like, Beatles-ish, you know, very kind of, like, poppy for the time. Okay. And I was like, God, no wonder they got rid of this guy. <laughs> See, that's kind of the feeling I always got. I've actually never looked back at footage of that, like, if I could find it. I wouldn't never, even, Yeah, I never thought to bother. It's like, no, Bon Scott, Brian Johnson, that's all I yeah, need. I agree. I wouldn't even waste your time. Uh, so when we were getting ready to do this today, uh, Trent, uh, the coral creature, texted yeah. me and said, uh, do you like uh, spicy food? And I said, yes, I, I do. Why? Um and he said uh, he was going to bring in some some uh, ghost pepper donuts. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But he brought these. He, he I've, I've heard of these, but uh, I, I can't imagine that a ghost pepper donut would taste good. I can't imagine it tasting good either, but it seems to be a little trend going on. I see people on TikTok eating these and showing their reactions, so I thought it might be uh, fun. Well, and, and here's the thing. Uh, yes, Hunter, go ahead and, and bring these in. Uh, my brother is here. He is very excited to, yeah. to be a part of this. Yeah, he's been very podcast. eager all day. Yes, he's, he's excited to do Yes, <laughs> and, and when, when he found out that, that uh, Trent was going to bring food uh, and that he could bring it on camera, he was very excited. So, Hunter, let's bring these donuts in here. Uh, one for myself, and uh, what are you nervous about? Come on, man. This guy <laughs> this guy is so nervous to be here. He acts like he's on a film set or something. Thank um, you. We appreciate it, dude. Thank you. You know, I, I can't uh, – did you just give a thumbs up to the camera? He just gave a thumbs up to the, the <laughs> camera that's filming both of us. He, he walked past and gave it a thumbs up. I think that's a reminder to anybody on YouTube to leave a like. Yes, go ahead and leave a like and subscribe. And comments, if you will. Yes, Let us know and, what you think. And also, you know, while you're at it, go ahead and, and uh, give a like and a subscribe to, uh, uh, what, what is it, uh, Coral Gaming. Yep, Coral Gaming. K-O-R-L. Coral Gaming. Yes, it's K-O-R-L Gaming. If you want to watch 
a grown ass adult cry like a fucking two year old over backyard baseball. <laughs> Although I tell you what, I, I got to say, man, it is very funny. Uh, I don't watch all your videos, but uh, it is very funny every time you're like, hasta la vista, bitch. It is very funny. <laughs> I do laugh every time. Man, I hope I can put that on a t-shirt one day. That would be great. But I think that's uh, that's like a play on on somebody in that game's like saying or something, right? Yeah, the most popular character in the game, Pablo Sanchez. He's known in, in this world as like the greatest baseball player of all time. So. Yes, I have never heard the name Pablo so so many times as I have until you started your fucking channel. Well, well you're not that big of a sports fan to begin with. No, I, but I'm saying, yes, but I, I feel like every video of yours is is always about Pablo. Pablo is the star of the show. I, that's how it is. He's like, it's the running joke, man. He is the greatest baseball player of all time. Mm. Like, not just in backyard baseball of all time. Like, he is that, that big of a name. I'll tell you what was real funny is the... Uh, I think I might have told you this, but the, uh, the I think it's the last video you put out, the thumbnail, the thumbnail with the fucking blind kids. <laughs> oh, my God, that was so funny. I'm glad you thought it was so funny, man, because when I first did it, I was just like, eh, it's, it's all right. Eh, it doesn't do much for me. But then you're just like, man, I love it. I kind of look back like, okay, I can see why. I, I can see it. <laughs> I, uh, uh, while we were, uh, dur- during the break, we were talking about the, mic stand being in your face mm-hmm. and uh you know we're still uh trying to get this set up uh all sorted out here we are filming this on gopros uh because while gopros are still very expensive it was much cheaper to uh go with a few gopros because we wanted to you know we wanted to do the whole multi-camera thing because i find it very bland to just have you know one camera angle the entire time whether it would be on us you know, the way that, that it is here, or if we were like sitting beside each other and a camera facing us or whatever, mm-hmm. I find that much more interesting and intriguing when you have multiple angles. But right. I never noticed until you said it, but I'm like staring at a fucking mic arm, a mic boom arm right now. <laughs> yeah, I told you, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the mic, <laughs> yeah. the, the boom arm, the stand. It's like, man, this is, it's a little annoying, but it's fine. Well, like, it also <laughs> doesn't help that, you know, uh, you know, I don't know how this looks exactly on camera, but we are in like a 10 by 10 room here so and th- this is also where i work out of so we, you know we're not in some big studio we don't have a, a ton of space but i'll tell you what if you go ahead and like and subscribe maybe we can be in a fucking studio here soon yeah seriously <laughs> um all right so uh we do have these ghost pepper donuts now i gotta tell you i i can't imagine dunkin donuts selling a product that is over the top spicy i've had real ghost peppers before I remember when I was in high school, this kid uh, would always bring in ghost peppers, like mm. the just the actual pepper itself. Okay. And uh, they're brutal. I mean, they fuck your stomach up for a good, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. I remember this one kid in my class, he would like cuddle up next to the trash can the whole the whole period. See, that's see you were you were mentioning earlier off camera about maybe doing a one chip challenge. Yes, I I thought it would be great to do the one chip challenge see, because the, that oh. just seems like uh, one it seems funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And and two, uh, you know, it, it looks interesting because I, I've seen people do it, and it's like it's a fucking potato chip. How hot can it possibly be? But yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> I mean, I've seen grown men cry 
That, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, you're willing to do it more than I am. Like, I know I might be, like, hu- hugging a trash can with that shit from just like, seeing other people's reactions, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be funny. I think people watching would like it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we can get Trent to do this if, uh, you know, if he can get, like, I think he's at, like, uh, 80-some subscribers right now at the time we're filming this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get to 100. Very soon, maybe Trent will actually do this. I think I think uh, YouTube said I should have like a hundred just from seeing my videos. It should be like at a hundred by like probably mid December, I would say. Is that very... when you think you'll be at a hundred subscribers? Yeah, that's my goal. It's like at least it, hopefully in like two three weeks, I'm at a hundred. Well, I think by the end of December, uh, we will have we'll be on episode four or five. Mm-hmm. And what better what better way to wrap up the year? Yeah, that's a great Christmas gift. Give me a fucking chip, they'll kill me. <laughs> yes, yes, I think it would be great. And it sounds we, great to you. <laughs> uh, I'll make sure I have some milk on hand, and, and we'll, we'll get you to do it. I, I'm not even, there's no sense in arguing about it, because we'll, we'll get you to do it. Oh, look, Hunter's over there. Hunter's off camera. He's pointing to, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. See, when it comes to spicy stuff, I'm the guy that's like, I, I could do spicy, but as long as it has good flavor. Like, that's when it's really good to me. Well, my brother wants to do it, but uh, earlier I got him some Taco Bell, and he had never had the Diablo sauce. Trent, have you had the Diablo sauce? Yeah, it's good. Uh, it is good. Do you think it's hot? Uh, it's uh, It's got a little kick to it. I'm not going to say, like, no, it doesn't set my mouth on fire. He thought it was pretty hot. I don't think it's that bad. But if he yeah. thought Diablo from T-Bell was hot. Uh, the ghost pepper is literally going to, or ghost pepper. I'm sorry. The one chip challenge is going to kill him. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, don't, I can't believe he's volunteering for such a thing, especially when he, you know, will, uh, Voluntary, like he'll he'll pass on things that are that he knows are very spicy, but he's very about trying new foods. I guess I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a willing to take one for the team type. I guess <laughs> he, going he, on. he does really uh, like to be a part of this podcast. But all right, well let's. Uh, I guess let's uh, let's get into it here. Yeah, I guess so, let's man. Take a bite of this uh, ghost pepper donut. So for context, this appears to be. A glazed donut, or not a glazed donut, just a regular donut with, I, I believe the sprinkles is the ghost pepper, right? Correct. The sprinkles are the ghost and pepper, and then it's strawberry icing from what I've been told. Strawberry icing. Okay, so strawberry icing donut with ghost pepper sprinkles, and it does not really have a smell to it. Yeah, no smell at all. Sometimes you can take a whiff of things, and you're like, oh, I know that's going to kick my ass. Right. But <laughs> this, I don't know, so I guess let's uh, let's try it out here. All right, well, cheers to you, man. I can, I can feel. You can feel it. I can feel the the heat a little bit, but who the hell would want to eat this? Man, I couldn't tell you. Like, I is it like just on the tongue? Like you feel like that little tingle on your tongue? That's what I'm getting. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, I don't. Know, it's really not that hot at all. Is there going to be like an after effect? Like after the swallow, it's like give it a second. Like, oh fuck, there it is. I don't know. I'm not tasting anything. I mean, it's a little bit of heat, but I'll tell you what. The fucking Diablo sauce from T-Bell is way hotter than this by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Let me take one more bite and see. But It gives you that, like, just like that little heat in the back of your throat, but nothing too intense. It's like eating a, a uh, oh, the, the, the fireball candy, almost. I was never a fan of those. I think those are trash. Well, the heat is very similar to that. Here, uh, Hunter, we want to take this here so we don't have it around the 
you can have the you can cut off where I took a bite and eat the rest. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who is this marketing like really towards. Is it was just for this? Like, was it for just like the TikTok? Was it just? I guess, like, I'll tell you right now. This is a pretty fucking boring TikTok. If somebody was doing this, because anybody that is crying about this or acting like this is very hot. It's full of shit because this thing is not hot. At I mean, all. Most people's reaction are just like, Ugh, what the fuck is this? like, Ugh, what the hell? Why is this a thing? Hunter, go ahead and uh, go ahead and take a bite. Yeah, we kind of want to see your reaction. <laughs> yes. For context, Hunter is uh, he's he's a teenager still. He's still in high school. So I know this his, is a very appropriate show for that someone that age. <laughs> well, his taste buds. Oh, my God. Look at his face right now. Is it hot? Yes or no? Oh my God, I can't even talk. It's so hot. <laughs> I think you're perfect on saying that this is a fireball candy. Yes, it tastes. It has the same flavor on that. Yes, it does. It, it, I, yeah, I it really do. Taste. I actually like it. Oh. Trent, what's the verdict? Would you Would you order this? Uh, No, I would definitely not waste my money on a ghost pepper donut. Like, it, it was a good try, Duncan. I Maybe it was for the memes, but. Yeah, not, no, no bueno. <laughs> you know, it, it's all right. I do like spicy things, but that is not something that I would, uh, you know, I would not go. I, and I also didn't think that, I don't know. Do you, do you think there was strawberry filling on there? Because I didn't really taste that. The, the icing was supposed to be strawberry. And I guess it, I could, it, there's a little bit of sweetness to it, a, a little bit. So maybe I could taste a little bit, but it wasn't all there. Hunter, would you, uh, would you eat that willingly? Why don't you uh, come talking to Trent's mic there or something real quick? He's very nervous to be on camera. I would eat it. If I had to pick, though, I'd probably rather have, like, a chocolate donut or something. Yeah, don't be afraid to talk into the mic. Yes, talk into here. the mic. Well, that's I guess that's all we had. he had to say anyways. You know, so. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes, uh, Trent, thank you for bringing those in. But I'll tell you what, that was uh, – I was very disappointed. I yeah, was hoping underwhelming. I was, I was hoping to get a very great reaction out of that, but that yeah, just, is not the case. Like I said, it's just kind of like a, uh, what the what the hell is this sort of reaction? But maybe we could do more food related stuff, like just kind of uh, experiment, see how things are, challenges and such. Um, Trent, uh, how is the battery life on your camera? We looking good there? These GoPros, I'll tell you what, these GoPros are are uh, cool to. To, to do this with, but, uh, man, these, these uh, they need to make the battery life much yeah. better. Yeah, it says probably about, like, a one bar, probably about, like, a quarter of the battery left. Okay, well, that's, that's all right. Hopefully. We <laughs> should be good. I do think the camera that's on both of us is going to die soon, but probably it's not even a priority. Anyways, so, you know, I was, um, I, ever since I was a kid, I've always heard about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. He's so great. He's this and that. Never seen Chappelle's show, ever. And then, I think it was last year, he came out with a new Netflix special called Sticks and Stones. And it was so it was the first time I had ever seen anything Dave Chappelle. And I, immediately, I was just like, oh my God, this guy is fucking hilarious. Have you seen Sticks and Stones? No, that to be honest, I've never really been a Dave Chappelle guy. I've never looked into his stuff. That 
that special, and I haven't seen all of his specials, so by no means am I a Dave Chappelle uh, fanatic or anything like that, but Sticks and Stones was one of the most offensive things I've ever seen, and it was hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, I started watching clips of the uh, Chappelle show on YouTube, and then I think it was, I don't know, maybe a month ago or something, uh, I had seen that it was coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And yep. I was like, well, this is great. Uh, now I can watch the entire thing from, you know, beginning to end. So I watched it and, uh, you know, it was cool. And then today, so I guess by the time this is airing, I guess a week ago, a uh, week, like week ago today, the, uh, they removed it because he said uh, he didn't want anyone to watch it because I, I guess, uh, maybe I'm getting this incorrect, but the uh, he did not know that it was coming to Netflix and he did not get paid for the deal. Yeah, that's just so wild, man. You would think somebody would say something to him about it. They just didn't give a single fuck, apparently, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bummer because, I mean, obviously anything Dave Chappelle does is is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this is going to upset a lot of people. But, you know, it's also, remember that uh, Cuties movie that came out like a month or two ago? Was that the thing with the kids and dancing? Yes, and they were saying it was um, depicting uh, basically sexualizing children. Right, basically like cancel Netflix. Cancel. Yes, I, I've, <laughs> I'd never seen it. I've seen trailers, and I, I can see where the criticism was coming from. It was uh, quite over the top Absolutely. Uh, for, the, for the content. But, you know, everybody's, oh, fuck Netflix, and I, I'm going to... I'm going to cancel my subscription and I'm just going to go to fucking Hulu or this or that. And then, you know, a week later, those same people are, Hey, uh, what's good to watch on Netflix? I know, right? You know, (laughs) I mean, Netflix is never going to go away. Oh no, never. You know, people say they do so many things, but how often do they actually go through with it? Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, but no, I I would imagine there'll be definitely some, some, uh, backlash from the Dave Chappelle thing, because I mean, that guy is, is huge. I mean, that guy is, is a legend. And I mean, I've seen so many interviews with other comics that, and they all just praise him saying he's that he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't even say I'm a fan cause I never really looked into his material, but yeah, anybody that talks about him loves him. Uh, did you know he lives here in Ohio? Does he really? Yeah. He lives on a farm. Uh, I'm sure my brother's eyes will light up cause he's a farm kid, but uh-huh. Now he lives on a farm in um, like right outside Dayton. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So he he turned down all this money. I, I don't know. It was like uh, fifty million dollars or something back in the day. Mm-hmm. He turns it down and moves to a fucking farm here in Ohio. Now, why anybody would do that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. But you know what? That goes to show you. What a genius Dave Chappelle is, and and mm-hmm. and obviously does not give two shits about the money. Turn down all that money, and and then just goes and does his thing. Yeah, I mean that's major respect right there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Earlier we were talking about uh, Taco Bell and Trent. I know that you have some sort of beef with Taco Bell, and then uh, we'll get to this Taco Bell thing, and then we are going to wrap everything up. Yeah, man. So. I'm not going to say I have beef with Taco Bell. Like, overall, I love Taco Bell, man. Like, well, you do, too. To, I do love T-Bell. But to be fair, there are a lot of pissed-off people right now because they got rid of, well, they got rid of 
90% of the fucking menu. <laughs> right. But, you know, they got rid of the Mexican pizzas. And everybody loved those things. You say everybody loves them. For some reason, like, that was, like, the thing that caught my eye the least on that menu, though. Have you ever had it? Never. Oh, my God. Like, this, I, like I said, it never caught my attention. Everything else looked way better on the menu. Dude, you need to the, live life. Never seen anything Dave Chappelle. Never had a Mexican <laughs> pizza. I mean, I've had Mexican pizza, just not Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. Oh, it was very good. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so last week I went to Taco Bell, or tried to go to Taco Bell twice, all right? First time I went, it was about 1.30 in the morning, you know, needed some late night food. Go to Taco Bell, right? They're closed. Like, all right, it's a little, it's, it's late, closed a little early, fine, whatever. So I go back f- like five days later at 10.30 at night, closed. What the fuck? How is a Taco Bell closed at 10.30 at night? This was the thing that you were waiting to talk about was that they were closed at 10.30. Have you ever, like, come on, man. You rely on Taco Bell for that late night shit, don't you? Uh, yes, especially back in the day. But I, I don't, uh, I mean, you know, not so much anymore. I don't smoke weed. I don't go on party, So I'm not, you know, out and about late at night uh, trying to get, food i mean they're supposed to be their tried and true for all the stoners and alcoholics man <laughs> we got to have our late night food from them <laughs> do you smoke weed trent i used to i'm not not anymore but i used to why don't you smoke anymore uh it's just, it's it's almost as simple as i don't feel the need for it anymore so you just vape yeah that now, is there is there any nicotine in your vape uh very small amount very very small amount um i just uh yeah well i i was uh, I remember you had told me that you wanted to talk about some Taco Bell thing, and I, I thought this was going to be—I <laughs> thought this was going to be something, you know, groundbreaking. Like, I mean, would that not frustrate you? You go try to go to Taco Bell twice, and they close at ten thirty. Well, I'll tell you what—I have a very unhealthy Dunkin' Donuts obsession. Uh huh. Your Dunkin' Donuts obsession is probably my Taco Bell obsession. Yes, I, I do get T Bell multiple times a week, but I am a single guy, and uh, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm crippled. I'm not going to go cook. I'm just going to go get fucking burritos. <laughs> yeah, why not? But no, I, uh, I, um, my mom has been going into town. There, there's a Dunkin' Donuts in the next town over. And she told me the last couple of times she went past, and, the, you know, we're talking like 6 p.m., mm-hmm. they're closed. So today I had to go get a, a haircut and run some errands. And I swing through the drive-thru, and it was maybe, I don't know, quarter till two, ten till two, something like that. And I see a sign that says, um, drive-thru open, 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, that was that was frustrating to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's as big as, bad as Taco Bell, because Dunkin' Donuts, you know, you're thinking morning, coffees, and breakfast foods. But yeah. still, it sucks, you know, when you need that late, need that afternoon or night coffee or whatever you may need. Like, yeah, that's that's frustrating. Well, I'll tell you what; these these fast food places have, for the most part, held together pretty well since COVID started. I agree. But something about Dunkin' Donuts, man, those guys just cannot fucking get it together. Oh, there goes one can. <laughs> that's all right. Yep, that's one down. Um, they cannot get it together. We go, uh, normally we go to Dunkin' every Sunday morning mm-hmm. uh, before I take my son back to his mother's on Sunday mornings. Um, we go to Dunkin' and um, it takes three to five minutes in line per car 
So if there's, you know, 10 cars or whatever, we're talking easy 40, 45 minutes. Oh, fuck that. And everybody else has it together except for Duncan. Right. So I, much like your beef with T-Bell, I guess I do have some beef with Duncan, but I don't know that I would exactly be upset that T-Bell is closing at 1030. Well, at my, well my story doesn't end there exactly. Hunter, go ahead and say it. You're mouthing something. Just go ahead and say it. Get into the mic, please. We do got to make this quick because I, I'm i not sure how much longer we have. This summer, this summer, me and my uncle, we were coming home from a tractor pull. Mm-hmm. And we were going home, and it was maybe 1130. And I'm not a big late night person. I'm, I go to bed earlier. We were going home, and we were getting hungry. So we stopped yes, quickly, at, we, please. We stopped at McDonald's, and they weren't even opened at 1130. 11.30 p.m.? PM and they're supposed yeah. to be opened twenty four hours, well, but now this at this time, with everything going on, they're just closed now. Yes, a lot of McDonald's haven't been open twenty four hours for a while. I'd say I uh, cannot find one around me that's open twenty four hours. I don't know if the one here in town is or not, but I'm not a big McDonald's guy other than their breakfast. But anyways, with that Taco Bell story, after I showed up at ten thirty and they weren't open, I tried another town's Taco Bell. I go there. Hey, you're that fucking desperate for Taco Bell that you're skipping towns to go get some? Well, I was drinking also that. At, at oh, the, well, that's <laughs> safe. That's safe. <laughs> Driving around buzzed trying to get a fucking burrito. That's, hey, that's safe. Hey, I wasn't, like, drunk. I just had that little bit of buzz. No, was like, I, I hear you. We've all been there. But, yeah, so I went to another town, and I show up to this one, and they're only doing cash only. What the fuck? So I go, one, one's closed, the other one's only cash only, especially with COVID. I thought we were trying to get rid of cash for whatever reason in this country. Then, so it's like, fucking fine. I'll go to a bank and get some cash. But it's like, man, I've seen this happen so much. Wait, wait, so you go to multiple T-Bells. Yeah, multiple T-Bells. Then you go to the fucking bank. Right. All to, uh, oh, my God. That's dedication. <laughs> that is dedication. Although, I'll tell you what, back in the day, uh, you know, I, I remember there was times I went to T-Bell so many fucking, I, I would go Every meal of the day. Yeah. Three times a day for like, a, you know, for a while. So, see, I, we're some diehard Taco Bell fans. Yes, I do love T-Bell. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, anytime they announce a new menu item, I'm like, fuck, got to go to T-Bell. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. You know, so. <laughs> but it's like, for some reason, I've noticed with Taco Bells, I, and if someone let me know, is it just me and my Taco Bells? But a lot of them, a lot of the times are doing cash only. I don't know what's with their credit card uh, systems there. I or have what, not, uh, I have not experienced this. It must be just around me. Both the Taco Bells around me experience these issues where their systems go down and they're like, oh, we can't, we can't take cards. Our system's down cash only. Like what the fuck? You're a billion million dollar company, and you can't get a proper system. Well, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't carry cash hardly ever. Right, same. So, and I, and I don't think most people do. Older people, I think, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, our generation. I mean, we're both in our mid twenties. I don't think most twenty something year olds are are walking around with wallets full of cash. It's it's all plastic. No, unless we're in like the bar business or something like that. Yeah, no. well, and when I was doing the whole reselling thing during the summer, going to garage sales and shit, I'd make sure to carry cash. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. COVID has really fucked everything up, which is uh, why we're here doing a podcast. But I can tell you right now, uh, you know, this is, uh, I guess, starting a podcast in 2020. I mean, this is the, the thing to do right now. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I think we have a pretty good uh, production value. And, uh, you know, I think this will be a, 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 a good time and, and it's, uh, I think it'll be a fun time for people, especially now, not only are we in the pandemic, but it's, it's getting colder out in certain parts of the country. 
people are more, you know, staying inside, whatever. So uh, we do appreciate you uh, listening. You can watch the show on YouTube. Uh, new episodes out weekly. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, quite a number of other platforms. And we will be back next Tuesday for episode number two of the Crash Report. Uh, and also be sure to check out uh, Coral Gaming on YouTube. That's Coral, K-O-R-L. Yep. And watch his uh, Backyard Sports uh whatever <laughs> yeah backyard sports videos and whatever else i feel like doing uh and you play uh like full seasons on there right this is not uh i i don't think he's bouncing around back and forth between backyard baseball or, or football you do like whole seasons of of certain of the games right right my current schedule right now is backyard baseball twice a week and then once <laughs> once a week i put up another sports uh season so yeah, that's kind of my schedule right now. So what are you what are you playing right now again? What, which ba- one is it? Backyard baseballs on Tuesdays oh and my God. Thursdays and Saturday isn't different sport. What what are the other sports? We have football, soccer, hockey, basketball. If I want to play it, but eh, that's kind of my least favorite, so I kind of stick away from that for now. And I am curious before we wrap up. Uh, there was a guy that uh, boy, somebody thinks this is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> there, somebody commented on your video. I think we brought it up earlier in the show mm-hmm. about uh, how you were ripping off so and so. What right. was that guy's name again? You get that another that guy a free plug. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy that the guy I supposedly rip off is uh, Chiz plays Aaron Chiz, Coach Chiz. Coach Chiz, I see. Yeah, C H I Z plays. Now, That's his YouTube name. Now, shortly after you uh, got the comment that you're ripping that guy off, you would post. Oh my God, he's got to walk away. He is laughing so hard. He's got to walk away. I hope everybody has the same reaction you are. <laughs> oh my God. Um, he, uh, this guy commented that you were ripping off Chiz. Right. And then you posted something about uh, the Nicktoons racing or something on Facebook. And I asked you in a message, I said, are you going to play this? And you said, probably. Yeah, probably. Now, is this a... Uh, did that guy's comment like get to you? Is that like where, was this like a oh fuck? I, I'm gonna quit playing backyard <laughs> sports and I'm gonna go play another game geared towards six year olds. No, not at all. Uh, it's because it's more of a nostalgic thing. Like Nicktoons, the original Nicktoons racing came out around the same time backyard baseball and all that was popular. It's a childhood game for us, so it's just one of those where I can grab and take you down a nostalgic trip. So for people that aren't familiar with um, Coral Creature or the Coral Gaming, rather, mm-hmm. which is the entire population minus 81 people or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. uh, is, is this, uh, are you playing, like, only nostalgic games? Or, you know. For the time being, it seems that way. Uh, you never know. I could change change things up at any time. But for right now, yeah, like, it. my plan is to do a lot of nostalgic gaming. Well, it is interesting uh, because there are games that I remember playing as a kid and Occasionally, I'll come across like a long play on YouTube where somebody's playing the whole fucking game, mm-hmm. and I'll just get lost in it because it's so nostalgic. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, there was a game called The Legend of Dragoon for the PS One, mm-hmm. and way better than any fucking Final Fantasy game or whatever. I'm telling you, this was the game for the PS One, and of course, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. But I came across a guy on YouTube doing the long play, and I was just like, 
Oh my god! But uh, I, I'm, I might have gotten a little teary eyed. I was like, Aww. I know, I know. I, I hate how sensitive I am. I mean, I, I get. I'll tell you what. When I got the PS5, mm-hmm. I finished the new Spider-Man Miles Morales game, which I'm telling you is is an incredible game. Yeah. I got fucking teary eyed at the end of that. Oh man! Speaking of teary eyed, can we jump into the, to the Undertaker for a second, man? Cause yes, quickly because I, I uh, while we are not on a time limit. Uh, these cameras uh, are on a time limit. How much? What is your battery level at? How is that looking? Yeah, this thing's near dead. <laughs> All right, quickly, go ahead. Yes, the Undertaker. Uh, I guess at the when this airs, I guess it would be a week and a half ago. And now, you know, did his final farewell at Survivor Series, which I believe is where he made his debut, like thirty years ago. Correct, uh, thirty yep. years ago to the date, I think. Uh, yeah, thirty years fully in the WWE wrestling. Yes, did you get teary eyed? Oh, man, you don't know how many times I've gotten teary-eyed from The Undertaker. Well, I watched the video uh, on YouTube. I, I did not. I do have the WWE Network. I did not watch the Survivor Series. But uh, I, I felt that, um, you know, I, I think I saw somewhere that maybe WWE is going to go back to maybe not quite full-scale, but live events with people in the audience, uh, maybe like in the spring or something. I think that's the goal. They're trying to get WrestleMania back to being – capacitated well and i i felt that they should have waited i mean maybe maybe he he's just like fuck this i'm done i can't do it anymore but having such a legacy and i I, you know i am not a huge wrestling guy i enjoy it it's not my favorite thing on planet earth i do like it though i got into it of course right when the pandemic started and it got all fucking boring but yeah uh, you know, obviously, I've, I've, I have always liked The Undertaker since I was a little kid. But, you know, f- for a legacy like that to be finished, um, you know, in the situation and in, in the way that it was, I felt like uh, maybe they should have waited until it could have been in front of a live audience mm-hmm. and people really, uh, you know, putting The Undertaker at rest. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way a little bit. Like, yeah, wait until the crowd's back there just for him to get that goodbye reaction, like the true goodbye reaction in the from the hearts of the people. But I think he did it in the most perfect fashion that he could. Like, that really showed his character with the way that he exited. Well, not only is The Undertaker now resting in peace, we are going to rest in peace on this episode <laughs> uh, because these cameras are going to die. So go ahead, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and leave us a like and uh, uh, subscribe. Leave us a comment down below so that we can get rid of these GoPros and get real cameras where we don't have to worry about battery life. Uh, But no, thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, you can also listen on Apple, Spotify, and a ton of other places. And if you're listening on those places, you can watch the show on YouTube, the full episodes, and we will also have, uh, I don't know if we'll have new clips daily, but we will have highlights and clips from each episode uh, pretty frequently. So if you do subscribe, maybe you don't have time to check out the entire episode. Uh, there will be clips uh, like the interviews uh, will be separate. You'll be able to watch those separate from the episode and, and things like that. Uh, so thanks for listening. Go ahead and uh, also give the uh, Coral Gaming a subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, like, comment, K-O-R-L Gaming. Hope to see you on my channel. Leave a comment. Let me know that you came there from the podcast. All right. We will see you next week on the Crash Report. See ya. 
We'll see you next time on The Crash Report. While you wait, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, damn it. Thanks for listening.